Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know Andrew. what? We couldn't get on the sug boat it's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Fill it in for Clip again today. Is your ready and able captain, Troy D. Good to see you. Welcome to PRL, as we are ready to kick off another big show. Got the rundown coming up in just a moment. Jeff Nadeau will join us at 3.30. Want to know the latest on the Super Bowl lines, who you should take? Want to make some money? We'll give you some free picks at 3.30. Jeff Charles, the voice of the Pirates, is back in Greenville after a long night and uh flight back to from Tulsa, Oklahoma, but it was a happy one as the Pirates knock off the Golden Hurricane 73-71. We'll talk to the voice about that at 4 o'clock at 5. Big Bryce Williams is in studio with us. 5.30 if the big man Jeff Nadeau isn't enough. I'm bringing back Eddie King for Super Bowl week just to confirm the picks before you make your bets for the Super Bowl. We have got a locked and loaded show today, ready to roll. Let me welcome in our cast that is here with me today. Shirley Rhodes, executive producing. Good to see you, Shirley. Welcome back. Good to be here. You happy today? You seem a little, you were on edge today. I'm not on edge. Okay, I was just checking. It's just I have stuff to do. I know. Well, Shirley always has stuff to do. Yes. Every day. Some days more so than others. Today, right now, you have to produce the show, so we appreciate you doing that. Chandler Honeycutt is alongside of video production. Good to see you, Chan Man. Good to see you too, Troy. And uh, CJ Schaefer is assistant production day, also handling the phones for the first time. So everybody's ready. What a day to be here. What a day to be the host of PRL. The, it hit the sound. Sug, sug. The sug boat sails again. It's back, baby. It is back right when I was talking to Igo yesterday about how ECU cannot win without this young man playing. Ever since he went down, this team has fallen to pieces. And yet, I didn't know if he was coming back or not. No one knew when he was coming back. But I said, the only hope they have against Tulsa is if this man comes back. And look who came back last night. And look who won. The Pirates did it. The Pirates get the road victory against the old nemesis of Tulsa. The Sugboat is ready to go. Sug, Sug. The Sugboat. The Sugboat. He's winning basketball games for you. The Sugboat. At the buzzer! At the buzzer! Brandon Sugg has hit the shot! The Sugboat. Sugg, Sugg. 
Sug Boat. Feels good to have the Sug Boat sailing again, even though it was Vance Jackson with the three with 10 seconds left to win it for the Pirates. Hey, there's room for more yeah. than just one on the Sug Boat. Vance Jackson has just checked his ticket onto the Sug Boat. Sug, Sug. I saw someone uh, sent us a message last night, said maybe we should start Vance's van. Vance's van. Yeah. Yeah. So I, know, maybe I think he was need, John Moody. Yeah. Maybe we need his own. He needs his own ride. Yeah. I, I said maybe I was, was going to be on it. The Vance van to the Sug Boat. Yeah. I said put your Vance pants on. Redbeard <laughs> didn't seem to like that one, but. So we anyway. had uh, we, we had the uh, graphic, in case you missed it, on Twitter. Was this on all platforms? I have forgot to check our other platforms. I'm pretty sure it was on all Everything. the platforms. Okay. But so, I, so you're in the middle. You, know, you might be familiar. In case you haven't seen it, you need to go online and see it. Um, I asked uh, Glenn. I said, man, I grew up watching the Love Boat. Let's, let's cross out Love Boat and let's do the Sug Boat. And uh, the, the Love Boat was one of my favorite shows growing up. And then let's put us as the, as the crew. So we have, you know, if you remember the Love Boat, you re- if you look at this picture, it's our faces superimposed on the Love Boat's crew, which is absolutely hilarious. The first thing I um, saw when no, I saw this. No, not hilarious. The first thing I saw, I told Glenn, <laughs> I said, Glenn, Shirley is going to be mad as a hornet when she <laughs> sees this picture. Because I said, do we have a picture with Shirley without glasses on? And he's like, no, Shirley wears her glasses all the time. And I can't. So Shirley, Shirley is uh, in this. You're the cruise director, Julie. Of course, there's only one girl in in, in on the love boat picture there's only one girl on this show right now so it was a perfect fit you know to be julie so but, but the picture but the is picture, not a perfect fit the picture makes you look like an 80 year old grandma for some reason <laughs> well first of all most of these pictures it, you even though you could tell they're photoshopped they're pretty seamless however my head is not symmetrical with my hairline and i look like a troll i don't know it's pretty funny but i did and i'm like what who who stuck my face onto the the it just it's horrendous i i just i I don't even know what to say to this i'm all cockeyed and my hair is all i mean what is going on over here shirley's the cruise director uh isaac who was the bartender you might remember him that of course is brandon sucks somebody's got to serve the drinks and be the main guy serving up wins uh there you go gopher is ellerby (laughs) well the hair matches it does i almost couldn't tell them apart uh we've got a clip of course the 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 founder of the sug boat Uh, excuse me oh excuse me the captain of the sug boat the captain the founder, <laughs> which would so happen to be me, is not allowed on the sun boat. Clip, the captain, is uh, currently in this picture. Uh, he's the doc. Remember uh, Adam Bricker or uh, Brickman or something like that? But he's the doctor. And then I I look so much like Captain Steubing in this picture, I didn't even think it was Photoshop for a minute. <laughs> so I am taking over as the captain today because this is what leadership is, people. You can't. You know what a boat is without a captain? A dinghy. What's that? It's an empty vessel, and the sug boat needs a captain, and the captain of the sug boat is not here. So I am taking over the reins of the sug boat 
for today until the captain comes back. Because somebody has to step up and be the captain. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Which means in about five minutes, we're going to run aground. <laughs> so I will be the captain, and I will hold the wheel until Clip comes back. Which and is then tomorrow. I'll, and then I'll give him his captain duties back. But somebody's got to step up and be the captain, and somebody's got to make an executive decision. And in his absence, I feel I need to conduct boat business like he would. And I was thinking about extending you an invite to the boat, but I thought, what would Clip do? Would Clip extend that invite? No. And I'm sorry, Chandler, but you are staying on shore. That's fine. And even though my ride may only be a day, what a great ride it's going to be. And for one day, I'm going to be captain of the sub boat. Well, you know what? Congratulations. Thank I you. Am, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, and what? Uh, it's like an interim head coach. I mean, you're yeah. kind of stepping in That's for right. the stepping absence in. of a coach. Somebody's got to be there. Somebody's got to guide the team. Sometimes that interim status might only last one game. Right. But you were for that day, you were the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interim captain. And I think yeah. it counts towards a head coaching record. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll be Captain Captain Steubing today. Boy, it feels good to be Captain Steubing. Yeah. So Big win for the Pirates. Oh, man, how about that? I mean, what a bounce back, though. Yeah. Um, the team needed this. East Carolina now 12-11 and 11 overall, 3-8 and eight in the AAC. Coming back Saturday at 6 p.m. in Minji's Coliseum against SMU. But we, we talked about, as I said, we talked about it with Igo at length yesterday. And this is a this was you know Tulsa was struggling a little bit you know but this has been a team that East Carolina what it was it the stat was like out of twenty sometimes East Carolina's only won three mm-hmm. against Tulsa so this was a much needed win at such a good time uh, we'll talk to Jeff Charles at four o'clock today in hour two in detail about this team had oh, it was kind of a tough time coming back I talked to Jeff they chartered back you know they were gone for five days. They, the, the team's been gone. They've been they away played. from Greenville for a while. Yes, they, they so they played last Saturday in um, in New Orleans, right? Against Tulane. Well, they stayed out. Then you know, then they moved on to Oklahoma to play Tulsa. They never came back to Greenville. They chartered back after the game last night due to fog last night. They could not come back into Greenville, so they had to land in Raleigh and then bus back to Greenville. Wow. So after all that time being gone, as late as it was, I mean, this has got to be, I mean, how, I mean, I can't imagine how late at night this was trying to get a bus and all that stuff put together to Raleigh to get back here. But we'll get the details from Jeff. So not the smoothest return for the Pirates, but they are back and they are, everyone's home safe. So getting ready for SMU Saturday. Yeah. You're going to be a tough matchup as, for as the Pirates. They, as they say, Clip, I mean, Chandler, Excuse as they say, Chandler, it ain't easy being a pirate. It's never it's easy not. being a pirate. And that was a stressful one last night because that was a win that the Pirates needed, and they got it. Uh, thanks to Vance Jackson, who knocked down the three, uh, the three-pointer the uh, three down the stretch in the game with, uh, what, 10 seconds maybe left in the ball game. Yeah, He led the Pirates last night with 22 points with six three-pointers, including that one there at the end to lift the Pirates for the win. He was actually 8 for 14 from the field. And uh, uh, behind him, only two Pirates in double figures last night. Behind him is uh, uh, Robinson White with 13. Uh, he had three three-pointers, and two of them came down the stretch in clutch time too. So um, 
Uh, and then Tristan Newton had nine points. Disappointing night for him from three-point land. Uh, he went zero for five beyond the arc. So, uh, And then uh, Brandon Suggs. Welcome back, Brandon Suggs. Uh, helping the Pirates out in different categories last night. He had six, six assists. He had five steals. He only had six points, but it's like Igo said. He's not great in just one category. He's able to kind of you know stuff the stat sheet in different types of categories. And he also had three rebounds for the Pirates last night. So, um, yeah, only two Pirates in double digits. That's kind of crazy. But yeah. the Pirates get it done on the road. And any win on the road in this conference is huge. And the Pirates did that last night. All right, getting some comments, uh, at least on our Facebook live feed. Uh, Josh is saying, don't try to jump on. This is to me and you, Chan. I, look, I'm not even. I'm not trying to jump on. Don't try to jump on the Sug boat now. It's still only a three-man vessel. Hey, I'm not. I'm on it to keep it going. Somebody's got to be the captain. So this is like a one-day deal for me. And then I will exit the Sug boat and have Clip re-enter. So that's that's my situation. Uh, Craig says, let us then all on board. Maybe we could have a, just a Sug boat party yeah. in Clip's absence. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just go crazy and say, today, everybody rides the Sug boat. So but the original it. members get to stay on, and when the party's over, it's like MTV Cribs. <laughs> Kenny says maybe Chandler can be a deckhand. Could work. I'm not opposed to that. Um, let's see. I've got uh, Steve says temporary captains cannot make executive decisions. Well, there's no one to override me, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, and even and the only decision I made was to not let Chandler come on the boat. So if no decision is made, then Chandler is still not on the boat correct yeah you were on the boat before so i don't make any decision you're still not on the boat and then my decision was not to let you on the boat so really it was a no decision anyway yeah Yeah. i'm not even trying to get on the boat i'm excited you want to be on the boat i I don't think so yes you do i don't think so you saw that picture and you're like man i'm not even on the look look, i'm just excited that the pirates got a win last night i mean brandon suggs comes back and look he is the glue of this basketball team the pirates get a win it's their first win in you know six games i think since the ucf game when he went down i'm you know what i'm more than happy to sit on the dock and watch that Sug boat fly, fly by. Yeah, and a lot of what Suggs does is doesn't show up on a stat sheet with the defense and everything else. Right. You and know. you know what? I'm going to sing this song right here. Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the Sug boat float away. I'm happy to do that. I don't yeah. want to be on the boat. Yeah. I don't have to be on the boat. I just get to enjoy it float by. Did you say the Sug boat? Sug, sug. Man, I'm just glad we're able to. We were, we were gonna break out this graphic, but then he got injured, and we're like, "Well, let's not do it now." So I'm just glad we're able to use it. Yeah, we've been sitting on this Clip, thing for like a month. <laughs> you know, in the opening when we start the show, you know, we're, there's a sug boat moment there in the opening, and Clip for quite a while wanted that removed. I think it's a great time to let it stay. Oh, because yeah. it's back. Yes. And the, the Pirates sug, are back on the track. The tugboat is back. Um, I just am stunned. Wait, 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 wait. Do you say we're save, we've been sitting on that graphic for a month? Yeah, well, however long. How long has Brandon Sugg been out? Uh, at least a couple of weeks. So all this time, somebody couldn't fix the symmetry on my hair? <laughs> well, let me just say this. We've been sitting on the idea. Now, the implementation, I think, happened today. The idea's been out there for a month. 
<laughs> You'll have to talk to our graphic artist, Shirley. You're killing only, me, Smalls. I, You're killing me. I only said Shirley would make a great cruise director, Julie. I think you look cute, Shirley. Shirley, yes. I, I think you look cute. Come on. My you, hair is all the way Shirley, to the left, and my face is all the way over here. You're your it's own not biggest even, critic. It's not even symmetrical. <laughs> Like it's my a, head looks it's like a just in, a funny Photoshop inverted graphic. S. I don't know it's what's a, going on, we're but not gonna, we're not going to put this on your tombstone. It's okay. Oh, thank God! <laughs> Here lies Shirley. Her oh, hairline was not symmetrical pi- with her face. The pirate radio cruise director. <laughs> um, I just think it's amazing how much Ellerby looks like Gopher in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he had to Photoshop anything. Oh man! Oh man! I tell you uh, what, I may have to go as Captain Stubing for Halloween one day. That's a pretty good, you know. That could be a good outfit. I'm Get the be- whole white suit, the hat. That'd be pretty sweet. May have to do that. Of course, I have to grow out my hair and then paint it white on the side, like Stubing had. That was uh, I enjoyed that picture. That All was right. funny. That's good stuff. I think I enjoyed more of Shirley going ballistic the when she thing saw was, it the first time. So I talked to Glenn about this off the air. And I said, you, and I did, I did say, you could ask Glenn, Shirley. I said, Shirley's not going to be happy. Do you have a different picture? And he's like, no, this works great. This is fine. I said, okay. I said, I know my girl Shirley. She's not going to be happy. And it wasn't 60 seconds from the time that thing hit the internet. <laughs> Shirley hits the group text to everybody. What the hell is this? <laughs> Glenn a message. I'll say, I told you so. I, the one thing I do know, Shirley, is I know you. I, I mean, I, look, we've done <laughs> graphics where my face has been photoed. There's a Star Wars graphic where oh, I yeah. am I am Ray Skywalker. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But could've, this could have been Princess Leia, but you know. Well, Princess Leia was older then, and that's fine. Whatever. But uh I just don't the hair around the ears is what's bugging it, me because well, anybody Jul- who knows me knows I, I can't it, stand hair around my ears. Yeah, I think isn't that part of uh, Julie's picture too? Like it's, your face is morphed onto Julie, the cruise director. So. Yeah, but my glasses so, are bigger than my head. Well, it's just the way it is, Shirley. It's a yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody else is symmetrical. <laughs> I am not. I look like a really bad algebra problem right this second. <laughs> I will say it's not the most flattering picture of you. And I did say something before it got posted, but I was overruled. So sorry. I did try I did try on your behalf. That's all right. That's your, all right. As your That's unpaid all right. As, as your unpaid PR agent, I did say something. I think well, Brandon, in our Brandon next sucks. staff meeting, I'm gonna have I've got a great idea for our next By staff the way, meeting. Brandon Suggs looks awesome. I as, cannot wait. As Isaac, does he not? I mean, that looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. That is so cool. Uh, you want to get the NFL news? Yes, let's get uh, the rest of the rundown. The NFL news. Where do you want to start? I saw... Uh, Big Jake, news for a former Pirate. Jake Verity? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, got, what, signed with the Colts, I Reserve saw. futures contract with the Indianapolis Colts. Well, now, he was with the Ravens, right? He was on their practice squad He was on their... Year. Yes. So, is this this is kind of like a step up, then, that he got signed? Or is this just... Basically, he's protected, is, from what I understand, the reserve futures contract is basically they're not going to trade him or they're not going to cut him, I think. That's great. They're going to at least give him an opportunity to participate in their offseason program and see if they if he either wins the starting job or he winds up on the practice squad is basically what I'm thinking. That's, is. Per- that's great for him. And, you know, uh, you know who else is uh, on the Colts? Former Pirate 
head coach Scotty, Scotty Montgomery. Montgomery. I heard he was quoted today as saying, Jake Verity, you, you are, are the, the real deal. deal. Okay. I mean, he knows Jake. They, that was his kicker. That right. was his kicker. He might have helped him get this gig. That is a, a good point. Yeah. I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, we're joking around about the real deal stuff, but I, that could be a connection right there. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. F- food for thought. Well, he had a great preseason last year for the Baltimore Ravens, but obviously they have probably the best kicker in the league uh, in uh, in Tucker. So... Uh, not really a great opportunity there unless Tucker, um, unfortunately, had gotten hurt. Yeah. Uh, they probably would have brought on uh, Jake Verity. But uh, now he's a Colt, and now right. he'll have his opportunity there. Not to get too sidetracked, but uh, can, I don't know. Maybe during the break you can see if there's a way to do this. Kenny wanted to see that for our people watching online mm-hmm. on Facebook and, and YouTube. I want to see if we could throw the picture up on the screen. Yeah, I'll, that, I'll try. Uh, may, hold on. I'll, you, pull, I'll pull it up on my phone. Oh, and you're just going to hold it to the camera? Yeah. Why, yeah. yes, yes, I am. Okay. Um, all right, Kenny, Lord. stand by. We're fulfilling your request. All right, what else is going on in the NFL news? Let's see. Uh, we have news regarding the NFL Combine. They have announced, um, let's see here. I think Stephen Igo put it out just a while ago. But they, well, they well, hold on, Shirley. Hold on. Let's. <laughs> there it is right there. Back it up a little bit so it focuses a little bit. That's pretty. Yeah, I can see that pretty yeah. good. Hold on, let me take this off. Okay, maybe that's a little bit better. So you can see that instead of the love boat, it's the sug boat. For those of you on radio, if you missed it, you can go on our social media to see Apparently, it. Apparently, I am the- definitely right hand <laughs> dominant because I can't keep this phone still. All right. Well, that, as I said, you can see a clear version of it on our uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages. But uh, that gives you a taste if you're watching live right now on our video feed. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, when I first saw it, I was like, where am I in this thing? You're front row and center. I know. I, I look so much like Captain Stubby, not even recognize me. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Steve and I go uh, on Twitter just about an hour ago. The Steven NFL Dick has Luke. released its list of 324 players invited to the upcoming combine. Unfortunately, EC Pro hopefuls Jaquan McMillan and Tyler Sneed are not on the list, so they'll have to make their pro day appearances count. So, uh, really didn't expect Tyler Snead to get a shot at the combine, but when it comes to Jaquan McMillan being one of the top-rated cornerbacks uh, in this draft and in college football last year, I thought he would get a chance. But no Pirates will be in the NFL combine uh, coming up in just a couple of months. All right. Um, that's unfortunate news for them. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. If it, I, not really. Is, would you say a surprise? I mean, they're kind of on the outside looking in. I think I'm Coming more out surprised early. with Jaquan McMillan. I thought yeah. he would get a shot. Yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle for these guys, and I think they're talented guys. But it is not easy uh, to break through. It's definitely not easy to get to the combine, and that doesn't mean it's over. I mean, there's a lot of guys that sign free agent deals yeah. that don't go to the combine, but it probably is a sign that you may not get drafted. You know. Usually you need to get, if you want to get drafted, you at least get invited to the combine, it yeah. seems like. But well, they'll still have their chance at, still at, have pro day, day. Yeah. at the ECU practice facility. So a bunch of scouts will be here watching those guys and many more ECU, former ECU Pirates. So. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, as we said, that's just there have been plenty of Pirates that signed that have not gone to the combine before. But that if you get to the combine, that's one big step in the right direction, yeah. I think. 
So, all right, what else uh, you got? Some more NFL news before we go to break. I'll also go over some of the Buck scoreboard from last night. Uh, Carolina Panther news. Steve Wilkes has been hired by the Panthers as their secondary coach and defensive passing game coordinator. He was the defensive backs coach for the Panthers from 2012 to 2016 and then took over as the defensive coordinator in 2017 when Sean McDermott took the job in Buffalo. He then got hired as the Arizona Cardinals head coach in 2018 and only spent a year there and uh, when he got fired after one season. He then became the defensive coordinator for the Browns, and now he just spent last year in college football in the SEC at Missouri as their defensive coordinator and now comes back to Carolina And uh, because, well uh, – Carolina Panthers, uh, some of their assistants are taking other jobs in the league. And the, the weird thing is is that they're taking the same position. So they're getting out of Dodge. But uh, credit to Matt Rule, he's getting some guys in here with uh, head coaching, head coaching experiences like Ben McAdoo and now Steve Wilkes. So, and also, Panthers I will say he's, he's getting, uh, and I pushed Nadeau back a few minutes. So we got a few extra minutes here. So you don't have to rush. Okay. Um, I will say this about uh, Matt Rule. I give him credit because he's kind of on thin ice. Mm-hmm. Right now, you, you kind of feel like he's one of these guys on the hot seat for next year. Mo- m- yeah, most definitely. With, you know, you could make a case that he's on, you know, this is a make or break season for him coming up. Yep. Well, those guys that hire, you know, they know it could be, I guess you got to go in there knowing this could might only be a one-year gig. But some of these guys still, I guess, where was the Giants coach before? Was Just- he... The guy that they just hired, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian DeBall, was um, in Buffalo as their offensive coordinator. No, 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 no. The the guy they had fired. The fi- yes, that came. Joe Judge. Yes, he was with the New England Patriots as their special teams coach. Right. So my point is, he could have probably stayed there and had a little job security mm-hmm. versus coming down here for what could be one year. Right. Right. So I mean, it's a leap of faith, but maybe they believe in what he, Matt Rule's doing. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, he's getting he's still guys out in all there. the. You're not on the rule bandwagon. No. Nah. If you could fire him today, would you? Yes. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's that. Do you 70. feel the majority of Panther fans share your sentiment? Yes. Yeah. At least 75, 80%. This has the feeling of how I felt last year with the Bears. The Bears should have fired uh, Matt. God, I've already I got Brian. Matt Nagy? Matt Nagy. Last, not this year, a year ago. And they gave him one more year, and exactly what happened. Guess what happened? Exactly what we thought was going to happen. Another crappy to below crappy year. So then they, so basically the Bears wasted this year and wasted a developmental year for Justin Fields and maybe set him backwards. That's where I kind of feel like where you guys are now in the continuum of the NFL coaching deal. You've got to go through one more year of pain before they fire him and bring someone new in. Yeah. So this is almost going to be a wasted year for you if it plays out the same way as it did the Bears. Yeah. Well, I feel great with Steve Wilkes coming in. He's got head coaching experience, just like Ben McAdoo. But what I see kind of panning out is Matt Rule will be gone halfway through the season next year for us uh, in Charlotte. And then, you know, they'll have somebody take over and they kind of start that coaching search early in the middle of the season, I guess, which happened last time when we fired a coach, which was Ron Rivera. So, yeah. And ended up getting Matt Rule. So we'll see. Um, as I've told so many people this in the 11, 12 years I've been a Panther fan, I've never felt this way toward this franchise. See, um, what's McCall got fired, um, went to the Redskins, uh, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera uh, immediately got picked up. If Matt Rule gets which fired, which I expected, yeah, he's a good coach. 
if Matt Rule gets fired, he will get immediately picked up, but not in the NFL. That, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he'll. I don't think there's another NFL team going. Oh God, we got to get this guy now. No, no. You know, no. that kind of tells you you want to coach other people want. Yeah, you don't want to coach other people. Don't I definitely want. think there is a college football program out there that is going to be ready to take him once Maybe. he's yeah. on the market. Sure. So. All right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Bug. We had Arkansas last night taking down number one Auburn at home, eighty to seventy six. Was that uh, was that final score? What a ending there in Arkansas. They throw it down the court. The guy tosses it God, to himself, and he and as soon as he dunked it in, the lights go off. The fireworks go, are going I mean, off. They had freaking these incredible sparklers off the backboard. I saw you, it was like a movie. He said it looked like a Disney movie ending. I was like, this is incredible. I mean, it was like a total like dramatic <laughs> yeah. ending to a movie. It almost looked fake. Uh, so Arkansas gets it done and gives Auburn their first loss in the SEC this year. Uh, Purdue getting it done at home. It defeats Illinois by a long shot. 84-68 is that final score. Kentucky gets a road win at South Carolina, 86-76. You had UCLA beating Stanford on the road, 79-70. Wisconsin and Michigan State went at it last night. Wisconsin coming out with the win, 70-62 was that final score. Villanova getting the win on the road by six. Uh, at St. John's, 75-69. UConn gets the win at home. Former American foe uh, gets the win against Marquette, 72-80. to Is that score? USC played Pacific, uh, 68-74. USC gets it done. And then Santa Clara defeats number 22, St. Mary's, 77-72. to And that's been a look at your uh, scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. Join the Buck for the biggest Super Bowl party in town. The Buck has 15-foot 4K TV screen with over 18 other TVs. They'll have the Super Bowl on every one of them. You don't want to miss any of the action. Plus, they'll have live music following the big game. The Buccaneer Music Hall, your beacon of music in the land of pirates in ENC, with live music seven days a week. The Buck is open every day and going to have that big Super Bowl party on Sunday. All right, we'll take a break. And when we come back... Man, I feel the Sug Boat is back in case you missed it. The Sug Boat rides again. Sug. I feel like the runner up to Miss America. Because today I am the captain of the Sug Boat for in the in the original captain's absence. Kind of like if Miss America can't fulfill her duties, then the runner up takes over. I am that runner up today. I am having to take the reins of the Sug Boat. To get it rolling again. And I am willing to step up and do it. And Chandler, we'll wave to you on the docks. And I will turn the big wheel over to Cliff when he returns. But today, I'll be the captain. We'll take a break. The big man is going to join us next. Jeff Nadeau. You want to make some money this weekend? I bet you Nadeau's got a lock. We'll share it with you when we return right after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Troy. All right, welcome back in. Be here with you. Sailing 
PRLCs on the Sug Boat with you all day. Clip will rejoin us tomorrow. Went three beverages deep today to get ready for the show. You like that? Got the unsweet tea, the bottled water, and the Celsius I'm crushing today. My new drink. For those of you wondering what was up here. Um, Steve Hill says, Troy is Captain D. He also owns some of the fast food restaurants. That could be my new nickname, Captain D. Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> All right, let's go to the live line. Talk about one of my favorite people when it comes to uh, betting and lines and uh, knowing someone that follows sports as closely as anyone. He is the big man on campus. He is Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? Pretty good, Troy. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, Super Bowl week. Is this the type of week that gets you fired up as a as a gambler, as someone that uh, follows this stuff and makes wagers all the time? Is this? Do you love Super Bowl week, or is it just like, ah, I like not that, just another week for you? Nah, I mean, it's just another week for me. I feel like, you know, if I lived in Vegas or even, you know, was down in Atlantic City this week, maybe it'd be a little different. But to me, it's just another game. You know, I think obviously, you know, the the books like it because they're going to get massive handles on these games. But nah, I, I couldn't care less about the, the game itself. I'm, I'm looking at it from a bettable opportunity. But it's hard to bet because the line's very good. The line's very on point. I'm pretty excited, though. I actually have both, both teams and future bets. So... I'm kind of playing uh, with house money as far as the game's concerned, but no, I, I, it's no different than than a, mi- a middling day in, in in September to me. So. Yeah, is this the type of game? Do you, you know, right now, last time I looked, the the uh, Bengals were still the underdog. Do you do you like the money line where you just bet the game straight up, or do you take do you take the points and take the underdog? How are you playing it this Sunday? To, to be honest, if me personally, I'm not playing the side, and I'll tell you why. I have the Bengals 40 to one, and I have the Rams 15 to one. So uh, I'm going to make money regardless on this game. Obviously, if the Bengals do the unthinkable, I will be paid. But you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the Rams and a money line price. Now, when I'm talking to the audience and what I'm telling you, what what I think is going to happen. I think the LA Rams are going to win. I think they're going to win in cover. I kind of had this one at like 31-21. Look, do I think the Bengals are a really good football team? Yeah. Do I actually believe they're the best team in the AFC and the best football has to offer? No, I do not. I think Joe Burrow is a great player. He's been terrific. But we have to look at the fact that this is a really good Ram team. I've kind of been on this team all season. I think they had the best defense in the NFL. We know they have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Um I think we can kind of realize that Jalen Ramsey wants the matchup against Jamar Chase. I feel like if you could slow that group down, what do, what do the Bengals really have? I think defensively they're going to kind of bow out when they face a team like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. It just seems like to me, obviously the Bengals are going to do their both, utmost to win this football game, but I think they're just going to come up a little bit short. The Rams have mortgaged away the future for the chance to win this game, and I think they will. This number's moving up. I think it's going to go up a little bit more. I had it like 31-21. I lean Rams. All right. Uh, there you have it from the big man himself, Jeff Nadeau, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, you said if the uh, if, if Cincinnati wins, you had them at 40-1 to to win. How long ago did you place that wager? Uh, wow. Uh, I think maybe like near Christmas, probably around then. I have to look exactly, but I think it was around Christmas. All right. So it was like right before the uh, the playoffs, I guess, got started. Yeah, yeah, too, not that's, too far before. Yeah. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good play if that hits. Yeah, I think they were like the the, the the lowest odds. I think at one point in the playoff groups. Yeah, I like that. Uh, a lot of basketball going on this time of year. You know, we cover ECU, 
And uh, interesting, you know, covered by the Pirates last night. I, you know, I was worried about them being on this long road trip. They haven't done well against Tulsa. But one of their main players, Brandon Suggs, comes back, and, and not only do they cover, they they win outright. Uh, what do you what do you think about East Carolina going forward? Yeah, I think the, obviously the big news was obviously getting Suggs back. I mean, they just weren't very good without uh, him uh, defensively. They they weren't as good, and you know, look offensively. I've told Clip this many times, and I've, I've really told anyone that 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 wants to hear it. You know, they were going to struggle to score the basketball this year. I felt like losing Jaquan or uh, Jaden Gardner the way they did and some of their bench production, you know, they were going to struggle to find offense at times. But it seemed like they finally found some. Look, it's going to be an upward climb uh, as a fan of East Carolina. I think you know that with this team. They're kind of a middling to, to bottom tier group. But they've been a lot better than I thought they would. They're definitely, you know, taking shots. And, you know, they've beaten Memphis, as you know. They were good in games against uh, you know, UCF and Cincinnati and Oklahoma. So, you know, this team is getting there. Um, it's a challenging effort. I think the goal is, you know, maybe try to find your way into, you know, some sort of tournament or something. But, um, you know, it, it's about acquiring some talent. And, and by losing Jaden Gardner, it was going to be an upward climb. Uh, but it was a nice cover the other night. A lot of points for Tulsa to lay. Jeff Nadeau join us on the live line. He is the big man on campus. What he does is sports for a living. And Jeff, you follow these games closer than anybody that I know. And this is what you do for a profession. So as you look out for the landscape this week of basketball games for someone listening right now that doesn't, you know, they're they're busy with their job. They don't get to follow it like you do. They don't do it professionally. But hey, they might like to make a wager or two. What's some tips you could give them for this week coming up? Here's some games to watch. Here's uh, some plays that you think might pay off. You know, just kind of focus on tonight. I mean, obviously the, the big card tonight. I think there's some winnable spots. I've um, I've really been been big fans of just back and home underdogs. You know, games and teams that really just kind of scream. Uh, you know, that's the play. One one that I'm looking at quite honestly is tonight in Norman, Oklahoma. Oklahoma has not won. Uh, they've won one game since January 8th. Um, yet they're only two point dogs tonight at home against a really hot top 10 Texas Tech team. Something's going on in this one. It's that simple. Uh, this is a tough spot off of a game in West Virginia for Texas Tech. Now you got to follow it up and go on the road yet again uh, to a tough atmosphere. Oklahoma hasn't played well, but they're good offensively. They're nice on the defensive end, and they rebound the basketball. Uh, something going on in this game. We've seen it. We've seen it before in these kind of games. Why is Oklahoma only a two, two-and-a-half-point dog? I think they win this one outright tonight. Another team I like at home, Mississippi State. This is a must-win if you're Mississippi State. They're on the bubble. Um, they played well. They've kind of been up and down. But this is a winnable spot. Uh, Mississippi State, good offensive team, good guard play. They rebound the ball at a high level. They're at home here against a Tennessee team that's just kind of been up and down on the road. They're going to be without one of their better bigs tonight who's now out with a uh, ankle injury. I think that's problematic because if you know anything about Mississippi State, very reliant on getting to the hoop. I think without one of the bigs for uh, for Tennessee, that's a big loss. Some great picks there by Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, how about that? We were talking earlier about that Arkansas game last night. Just the amazing finish they had and uh, just kind of how it all came together. Did we lose? Oh, we lost Jeff. I'll tell you what. I think he's calling us back right now. We get uh, hooked back up with him in mere moments. So let's do – we got that right, Shirley? Is that Jeff? All right, Jeff, sorry. I think we lost you for a second right there. Are you back with us? 
Yeah, I, uh, like I was saying, uh, Troy, you know, definitely lean Mississippi State at home tonight and definitely lean Oklahoma. I think if you back both, I think at worst you go one and one. All right, some great picks there, Mississippi State and Oklahoma by Jeff Nadeau tonight. Jeff, we were talking earlier about that wild finish to the Arkansas game last night in the SEC. I, I'm sure you had a chance to see it. Uh, man, that, the, the, the visuals on that were incredible, too, with just the way whoever was in charge of the lights and the fireworks and the fans, this, the timing of everything, we were joking, almost looked like it was out of a movie. Yeah, I um, I got to be honest. I had Arkansas in that game, and, and obviously you know, I had gotten the job done. And I, I'm watching it, and I, I said to myself, wow, in my head, that, that's got to be the best court storm I've ever seen. That was uh, – that was high-level stuff. I thought that was one of the best atmospheres I've seen in a long time. And, look, as we know, you know, the last couple of years have been tough. I mean, we had a lot of, you know, empty stadiums and, and, and bad uh, sports to bet on. But it just seems like all of a sudden maybe we're, we're you know, we're finally seeing crowds again and we're not uh, kind of falling with the whole, you know, we're going to you know, not have crowds, have crowds. It seems like crowds are back. And that was a great atmosphere last night. What, what a great win. And I'll tell you right now, Troy, for people that are looking forward – to the NCAA tournament, I am in love with that Arkansas team. I have them at 75-1. to 1. That is a very good basketball team. I'm really excited for that group. I'm happy they were able to get a win. I think Auburn's overvalued, and they showed it last night. Uh, what a great uh, performance by that home crowd and then by them as well. So it might be a long shot, but not a bad wager to make right now if you can get it 75-1 to 1 because they're, uh, if they get hot at the right time, who knows what could happen. And, boy, that would pay off big time too. Yeah, it's just it's just too high of a price. I mean, Arkansas is a really good team. I think they're a top twenty-five kind of group, and you know some of these prices are just overvalued. I mean, like I said, I got seventy-five to one. There's hundred to ones out there, and I'll probably take another shot at hundred to one. Um, you know, this this team's just too good to be that low. I think they should be more in the the forty or fifty to one range. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the sports going on right now. You know, and maybe it's just because it's the Winter Olympics aren't that big a deal in, in this as compared to Summer Olympics. I don't hear many people talking about it. Uh, I don't. I don't see a ton of media about it. Uh, the people I hang out with, no one even discusses it. it. Do you watch the Winter Olympics and do you bet the Winter Olympics at all, Jeff? No, I'm I'm uh, more of a fan of, of Summer Olympics, quite honestly. Um, I'm, I prefer if I'm going to bet Olympics, I'm betting basketball, that kind of stuff. Um, no, I, I can't say I, I've watched it. The, I don't even know where, where even is it? I don't even, I think it's, it's in Beijing, China, yeah, I mean, which is part of the issue. I gotta be honest. Uh, I would have no interest in going to China if I were, uh, American to be fair, but, yeah. uh, I, that's another question, but yeah, I, I have not watched the winter Olympics. Um, I, I don't care much about the winter Olympics. You know, for me right now, the, the most of my betting is the NBA, uh, college, uh, basketball, obviously the Super Bowl. And then once that ends, you know, I'm, I'm always someone that's bet soccer. I've been betting the Italian league for many years. Um, it's just one of the niche things that I enjoy betting. But, um, yeah, I don't try to over overwork myself. I, mean, I know a lot of guys bet hockey and, you know, they're already looking ahead to baseball. But I think at this point we have to kind of think about the fact that, you know, we have to really wonder, is the MLB season going to happen? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it looks like Rob Manford's going to talk tomorrow, but um, it seems like uh, it doesn't really seem great to get the season started on time. Yeah. I, the answer is money. And what was the question? When it comes to Major League Baseball, it's all about money right now. If they can get the money worked out, it'll happen. And if they can't, it won't. But I, I, I sure hope they can get it worked out. I'd hate for them to lose a whole year. Yeah, I, you know, you always see this. We've seen this with you know the NBA and with some lockouts. It sucks. I mean, you 
you know, I've been one over the last year or two, you know, with coronavirus and all that stuff, baseball just hadn't really had the same feel to me, but I was pretty excited this year. I've, I was asked to do a baseball show for, for one of the companies I work for. And we were going to bring together Donnie Wrightside and I again on a show, I think. And, and I'm, I'm hoping it happens because I'm, I'm really looking forward to baseball. I've always said, you know, in the middle of July, you know, you know, maybe being down the shore or something or wherever you got baseball on a couple, couple of games. It's great. You know, summer's for baseball and, uh, yeah, I really hope we get it. Um, we'll see. Now, the minor league is, is a go from uh, AAA on down, I understand. Regardless of what happens with this negotiation, that they are playing minor league baseball this year. The, what's at stake is major league baseball. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll see. Um, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll wish uh, optimistic uh, thoughts, but uh, you never know. You, you mentioned <laughs> something. You mentioned earlier you'd had no interest going to China to watch these Olympics. It brought, I heard this earlier today. This is a true story. For folks that are going to China, like if you're part of the media or you're part of a U.S. contingent to go there, I've, and they're doing it really for anybody that's going into China for the Olympics to enter the, what do they call the Olympic bubble? They are testing, you know, for the coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to call it. You know, they're doing a nasal swab, which many people would be familiar with, a, um, a spit swab or like, you know, getting saliva. And they are also doing, I'm not making this up. This is a true story. There's one other test they're doing on everybody that's coming into China. Do you have any guess where else they're checking, Jeff? Uh, I, I do have an idea. I, I, I don't want to make people sick. I don't know if they're eating or something. I, I do have an idea. They, and look, I just have to say it medically. It's a medical term. They are doing anal swabs uh, to go into China to be able to see to be in the Olympics. I mean, it is. Listen, un- I, I will. I will say this, Troy, like, that's odd. I don't understand that. I I will tell you this, um, you know, my, you know, if I weren't doing sports or whatever, obviously I have a mob podcast, but one of my dreams in life is always to be kind of one of those, um, you know, those journalists that like go into like war-torn countries and things like that. I, I would love to live on the edge. And like, if I were asked to go to China to report on it, I would love to. I would love to kind of live on the edge like that. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do that kind of test personally. Um you know, but yeah, it, it's got to be fascinating work to go into places like that and cover things like that. You know, you're kind of you have to remember, like you go into a country like that, you can't freely talk about things like you can here. You right. Say something about, you know, the administration of the president or whatever. You know, you, you could say it and say it freely over there. It's you can go to jail for that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there would be, you know, I know I think it's getting better, but there were some long lines not too long ago with the testing sites around here with the nasal swabs. If they switched to anal swabs, I guarantee you the lines would be a lot shorter. Well, I'll tell you right now, if they did that in this country, um, you know, it, it, coronavirus would have went a lot different, I have a feeling. I, it would have been a lot tougher than what it what it was. But yeah, I, I don't know what the point of that is. I, I would have to imagine nasal is just effective, but whatever. yeah. Yeah, but that's, hey, look, that's the that's your deal in China. If you're going over there, be aware. Uh, what other sports going on, Jeff, that you're following that uh, are hot this week that we haven't covered? Really just uh, focused on the Super Bowl and, and, and basketball. You know, there's so many games every night that, that it kind of just ties me up. And, you know, to be honest, Troy, I'm, you know, I, I continue to kind of grow with, with the podcast that I have. I, I have a YouTube channel that, that's grown as well. I'm just trying to put content out with sports and with the show that I have. I'm gonna. I'm closing in on a million listens on that show, and wow. I'm, I'm very proud of it. So it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty busy nowadays. You know, you know, throw in the fact that I'm one of the most eligible bachelors around here. It's, <laughs> you know, I have a lot going on. So 
Uh, Jeff, you're a very handsome man. That is true. I, I don't know how you're still single. Uh, give yourself a plug on the podcast for people listening that aren't aware of it because it's a little bit different. It's not sports related. Uh, it, it's an interesting deal that you have, and you're building a following there. Uh, for folks that like podcasts, let them know what it's all about. Yeah, hi, by the way, I have high standards. That's why I don't have a wife yet. But, uh, the show is uh, called The Sit Down. It's a Mafia History podcast. Every week we delve into the world of Mafia history. We talk about everybody from John Gotti to Paul Castellano to this week we talked about a guy, Tony Spilatra. And if you've ever seen Casino, uh, he would be Joe Pesci's character. We talked about that. That was a true story. It actually happened. Um, so, yeah, we just every week talk about the Mafia. We, we you know, we have a little bit of concerns occasionally. We get some people that reach out to us and aren't happy with some of the content we're putting out. But uh, we are braving the elements and we're putting out mob history and mob news. And uh, it's very fascinating. The mob has ruled this country off and on for a long time. So, uh, yeah, if you enjoy it, go check it out wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, we continue to grow, and, and we're proud of the show. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, very interesting to a lot of people around this country, for sure. So I think your numbers will continue to grow on that. On, on a separate note, this is the first time I've talked to you since the uh, Barstool boxing match. What is it, Rough and Ready? Uh, <laughs> rowdy. Uh, rough and Rowdy. That's it, Rough and Rowdy, where you took on uh, Jersey Jerry. Any uh, more boxing in the future for you with the Barstool guys coming up in 2022? I'd like to see you personally take on Rico. Any chance on that? Well, the, the growing sentiment, um, Rico Bosco is currently suspended for, for a, just a psychotic act on throwing a, a can of, of drink at, at another employee. But I guess once he comes back, look, I'll continue to try to move for it. Um, obviously, I think we all agree it would be quite big. Um, I feel like second time around it would be a lot different for me in the ring. We'll see. Um, that would be the only person I'd probably have any interest in fighting. Um, I had a great time with it. It's something I always remember, um, that December 10th. Uh, it was awesome. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, you never know what the future holds uh, with, with anything. So um, I- I'll tell you that. Um, I'm, I'll do it tomorrow if he wants. Oh, let me tell you something. I think a Jeff Nadeau versus Rico Bosco would set records for those guys at Barstool. Oh, we've uh... – We've been offered in the past. We were offered $350,000 to fight in the past. Uh, I said yes. He said no. Um, he's come around recently and said he'd do it if a million dollars went to the winner. Um, I'd be okay with whatever dollar amount. Um, for me, it's the, the one thing I'll say, and then I know we have to wrap up. I, I want people to understand, I didn't hate Jerry. I didn't like him. I don't hate him, though. For Rico, it, it's a lot different. I actually... I viscerally hate him. He's ruined my career in certain aspects. And, you know, I have a lot of issues. If if murder was legal and I could get away with it, I have no trouble killing him. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the God's honest truth. Just like I said, right after the fight. So um, if we could set it up, I'll do it. I'll do it in Uzbekistan. I'll do it in South Carolina. I'll do it in Maine. I'll do it in Alaska. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, we got to get Portnoy to uh, get this thing to happen. Uh, is the suspension of him? I don't want to. This will be my last question. Is that a stick? Yeah. Is that for real, or is that just no. something they're just trying to build up attention for? No, that was very real. He, uh, you know, he he got into it with another employee, and and he threw a, a drink at him. And look, quite honestly, I think when we talk about it seriously, I mean, if the drink connects, I mean, the kid could have been really hurt. I mean, the, it was thrown very hard. It was a full can. It actually put a dent in the wall. So. Um, yeah, no, that was definitely real. I mean, he was suspended for 30 days. Um, and I've said before, um, I give the kid that he threw it at a lot of credit because if that were me, 
you know, I would have, I would have stabbed him for sure, like a hundred percent. I would have no issue. You don't do torture to things like that. Uh, and um, yeah, I give the kid that he threw it out a lot of respect. But no, that's not shtick. Some of the shtick is there, but uh, that was not shtick. Yeah, I don't get the whole Rico bot. I don't know. I, I don't think he adds anything to their company, but that's just me personally. But, I think a lot of people would agree uh, on that, my friend. Jeff, thanks for your time as always. Great to catch up with you. And uh, glad, not, th- not that I'm glad Clip's gone, but it did give me an opportunity to talk with you, which we haven't done in a while. So uh, that was pretty fun enjoy your expertise as always enjoy your super bowl sunday and uh, perhaps we'll hook up again down the road if not uh, clip will be talking to you next week i wanted to tell you as always i appreciate you all having me on and troy i know you have uh, you have kids and everything i hope you have your family's okay and uh everything's good with uh, everybody down there thank you for having me i appreciate hey it. thanks brother stay safe all right jeff nadu join us the big man on campus i love the big i mean he just calls it like it is I love, and I do. I am serious. I think Rico Bosco, and if you don't follow Barstool, you may not know him, but a lot of our listeners probably do, is obnoxious. And I know that Nadeau can't stand that guy, and I think he derailed him when Nadeau was at Barstool um, and did some underhanded things. Uh, That would be an amazing fight because when he says he would, if it was legal, he would kill the guy. He's being serious. Like that's not. He's not joking. He's dead serious about that. Yeah, I mean, when I first started. Bar, uh, watching Barstool and kind of getting involved with that. Uh, I'll, I've been, and still to this day, I kind of think, is this all an act? Is this a shit? I think some of it is, obviously. Uh, yeah, definitely know. some of it but is. But like, I, is... I truly think like a guy like Rico Bosco is just an absolute yeah, jerk. Jerk. Yeah. Um, Immature jerk. Yeah. Anger. Not, not anger even that issues. smart. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just, and I don't know, I know where, uh, Jeff is coming from and, yeah. you know, Jeff really had a great opportunity there at Barstool and I think it was kind of ruined by Rico Bosco yep. and just, that's just an unfortunate thing that happened. So I really don't blame him for hating him the way he does. Yeah. We appreciate, uh, Nadu's time today as always. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll check in with the voice of the pirates, Jeff Charles, the legend himself is back in town after a long road trip with the ECU basketball team. We'll get all the details from our big man around here, Jeff Charles, the big voice of the Pirates. When we return, don't go anywhere. Great stuff coming your way in hour two right after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need just a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Troy. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Man, hour one flew by. What a fun hour. Had an epic rundown with the return of the Sugboat and uh, everything that was in that segment jeff nadu what a great breakdown by the big man on campus and let's go back out to the pirate radio live line and talk to uh 
one of the legends in the business and uh great to be able to have him be a part of our team of course he is jeff charles the voice of the pirates and jeff welcome first of all welcome home you've been gone so long it feels like it's probably felt for you it probably feels like it's been a week yeah it actually felt like it was about two or three weeks troy we were gone five days but boy it was a long time it took nine hours to get down to new orleans with a couple of commercial flights on friday and so that was a long trip in itself and then the pirates played on saturday against tulane was not a good game for the pirates tulane just came out and they were just knocking down threes all over the floor and the pirates really never recovered from that early buzzsaw that they that they ran into and then of course uh Pirates still had some time to kill before going to Tulsa last night. Actually stayed in New Orleans on the Saturday night and also on Sunday night. And then left on a charter flight on the Monday morning and uh, went to Tulsa and had a good practice uh, Monday night when they got to Tulsa and then played the game yesterday. And a lot better result for the Pirates last night. They played uh, really well, won the game, especially in the second half. They shot the ball so much better and Troy, as you well know, road wins in this conference are so, so rare. And when you get one, it's almost like gold. And the Pirates were able to get one last night, 73-71. And, you know, this team had really been struggling. They had lost six in a row. They had lost eight of their last nine games. And it felt like there was a gorilla on their backs. You know, it's when you get in one of those type situations where you're losing all the time, it's like, are you ever going to win another game? And uh, the guys really dug deep last night. They, they've they never quit. They've continued to play really hard. I think in all of my years covering Pirate basketball, this is maybe my favorite group because these guys are just terrific young guys, and, and they give it everything they've got. They keep a great attitude. The chemistry on the team is good. Even when they're losing, there's no finger-pointing. There are no problems. So all that hard work and dedication uh, paid off last night. Now we'll see if they can – Get another one Saturday with SMU coming into town. Definitely a uh, hard-fought victory and a uh, big deal, as you said, on the road. They're not easy to come by in conference. How to make the charter flight back a little more fun, although, as we said earlier, it ain't easy being a pirate. You, you get a charter flight back late last night. It was a late game, at least Eastern time zone-wise. Uh, what time did you finally board the flight? And then once you're finally headed back to Greenville, you realized you can't get to Greenville due to weather conditions. Yeah, there was a lot of fog out there last night, Troy. Now, it wasn't bad uh, landing in Raleigh, so the Pirates had to land in Raleigh, could not get into the Greenville Airport. So uh, there was the bus that took the Pirates from Raleigh to Greenville last night. We got on the bus at 1.30, and so, as you know, it's about an hour and a half to Greenville from the Raleigh Airport. It was, I think, 5 or 10 after 3 when the bus pulled up to Minji's, and then we all scattered. I tell you, it was so cold. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a designated scraper as far as the Pirate players are concerned, because these are kids, they don't think about having an ice scraper or oh, yeah. ice or can in their car. So uh, this, this usually happens once or twice a year. We roll in at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's been cold, and everybody's got ice all over the windshield. You can't see to drive. So we, we helped the guys uh, get de-iced and scrape last night, and then walked in the house here in Farmville about 3.45. Yeah, you got your early morning workout in, Jeff, with uh, scraping everybody's windshield for them. Yeah, I tell you what, it was uh, it was all worth it though last night, Troy. Because I tell you what, another thing about this team, you would think, well, they've been struggling so much, and you know maybe there is a lot of euphoria after the game. They were very businesslike after the game. Certainly, they were happy and they had smiles on their faces. But you know, it was a business trip. They got back on the plane, and it's been such a long trip. The guys, you know, usually sleep on the plane, and uh, it was very quiet. 
you could hear a pin drop almost on this entire trip because I think, you know, the losing had gotten to them a little bit, and they were a little bit down, so there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on. So, you know, then last night's the end of the trip. They're tired, and they've won the game, but, uh, you know, they got back, and, and then today, of course, Joe gave them today off. And now they'll get to work, uh, get to work hard tomorrow on SMU coming in on uh, on Saturday night at six o'clock. Jeff Charles, the voice of the Pirates, join us on the live line. Jeff, how much of this, uh, you know, do you weigh Brandon Suggs' return? You know, you know when he went down, the team, you know, blew the big lead after that happened back at the UCF game. They haven't been able to win since. He finally comes back in the lineup, and they're able to win again. How valuable is he to this team? Uh, just not by his play, but also mentally. Well, he's a big part of it, Troy. There's no doubt about that. It's probably a little oversimplistic to think, well, Brandon went out and then they started losing and he came back last night and they won. But he makes a big, big difference, and he's the glue guy. Coach uh, Michael Perry, my broadcast partner, and I call him that on the network broadcast, that that's what he is. He, and he just does all the little things. Like last night, he took a charge late in the ball game, which was huge. Uh, he He's a great uh player offensively to move without the ball and his basketball IQ I would think is the best on the team he just really knows and understands the game Uh, he's a good passer you know there's not one thing Brandon does that you say well he's really great he's not a great shooter or he's not a great rebounder he's not a great this or a great that but he's good at just about everything that a basketball player can do and so he makes a big difference out there He, he he really does and every team needs a guy like that who will do some of the dirty work, you know, Dennis Rodman kind of guy who does the dirty work and, 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 you know, isn't afraid to get knocked over on the floor. And Brandon's still thin. He still needs to get stronger. So I tell you what, when guys run into him, he usually ends up on the floor. But uh, he picks himself right back up and uh, and gets after it. But he's a big part of this team, Troy. And he, he's another quiet guy who just kind of goes about his business. I mean, I sat with him on the plane on that one long flight we had uh, on this trip. And, you know, Brandon doesn't have a whole lot to say. Uh, a lot of these guys don't. They're, they're quiet guys. They just kind of mind their own business, and they go out and they love to play basketball, and they're very businesslike. And like I said uh, early on, th- this is one of my favorite groups I think I've ever been around. And it's a credit to Joe and his coaching staff. They're only going to bring in good guys. They're not going to bring in guys that, you know, are going to be problems and guys that you have to deal with or babysit or whatever. These kids are really good kids. And they've stuck with it, and I have a lot of respect for them because it's not been easy. It's never been easy. You know, being a basketball player at East Carolina is not easy today. And uh, these guys just continue to work hard every day and, and just keep chopping wood and Hopefully they could finish strong this year. Yeah, as you mentioned, Brandon does a lot of those things that don't necessarily show up on a stat sheet, but really make the difference in a game when you add them all together. Kind of what I would refer to as those intangibles that uh, every coach loves to have a player like that. And if you can get if you can get more than one, you're lucky. But if you got one, you're 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 definitely thankful. Um, Jeff Pirates back at it Saturday against SMU here in Greenville. What's your outlook for the rest of the season here as we head down the stretch? Well, every game's tough, Troy. There's no doubt. I mean, there are no gimmies in this league, as you well know. I mean, you have to bring your A game every game because these teams are are good and they're talented, and East Carolina is just not going to be able to roll the ball out and beat anybody in this league. It's been that way since this league was formed, as we know. So SMU comes in here on Saturday, and they're having a really good year. They're 7-2 and in the conference. They're 16-5 and overall. And we always talk about this storyline going into a game with SMU. 
Joe and Tim Jankovich, the head coach at SMU, were on Bill Self's staff together at Kansas, and they're good friends, and they talk oftentimes during the season. So it's a matchup of a couple of friends again on uh, on Saturday. But th- this is a good team. I'll tell you what SMU's done too, Troy. They have really exercised the transfer portal, and uh, they've got a whole team of transfers and guys that they're just bringing in now for a year. They've got a couple of twins. The Weathers twins are two of their best players. Uh, one of them has been at four schools. This is his fourth stop. The other one, I think this is his third stop. And they're just rent guys. I mean, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be at SMU one year. They only have one year of eligibility remaining. But as we've talked so often, that's kind of the direction college athletics is going. So they've got these two guys we've not seen play before. And they're both really good players. And then they have the leading scorer in a conference in Kendrick Davis. He's only 5'11", but he is a heck of a player. And he's really quick. It's really tough to keep him out of the paint and go into the basket. And he also shoots the three ball really well. He's right there at the top now as far as being the player of the year in the conference. And he's a really, really good player. And he's given the Pirates a lot of trouble down through the years because of his quickness. So they've got, uh, they've got some guys that have played there in past years that we have seen. They do have a few guys, holdovers, but they've got a lot of new talent as well, a lot of transfer guys. And you know how it is, Troy, with when you do that, you kind of, you know, just uh, take a shot at trying to bring guys in and hope they mesh in a particular year. And, and this year, a lot of newcomers have come into the SMU program, and they're meshing well, and and they're winning. So Tim Jankovich has decided to go that way at least this year, and he's brought in some really good, talented players. And we should mention it's a 6 o'clock uh, tip-off for ECU basketball and Minji's if folks can make it out this Saturday at uh... – here in Greenville to see ECU because not not that many opportunities left on the schedule, Jeff. Here in Greenville, no. And what's uh, kind of a quirk in the schedule, Troy? I mean, we talked in January about what a tough schedule that East Carolina had. Uh, Pirates had to play Memphis twice, Cincinnati twice. They had to go to Houston, and then you get to this month, and again, it's uh, it's kind of strange because like you're playing USF uh, twice in nine days. You're playing Tulsa twice in about you know 10 or 11 days whatever it is so that's that's kind of weird but you've got usf and you've got tulsa coming in after smu and then the pirates have these games yet on the road and they've got another five-day trip coming up next week just got off a five-dayer and got another one coming up next week you go to usf and play in tampa on a thursday and then play ucf in orlando on a sunday so that's going to be another Long trip, and then they still have to play out at Wichita, the final game of the regular season, before playing in the conference tournament, which again this year will be in Fort Worth. So, yeah, only three more home games uh, for ECU. This thing, you know, once you get to mid-February, it starts winding down fast, and we start talking about tournaments, and you know that's where we are now. Yeah, Jeff, you talk about the travel and uh, with this conference and in this league it really as far as the big three sports football basketball and baseball it really is the toughest on the basketball team because football games you know only a handful of conference games are on the road and that's on a saturday you know they leave on a friday afternoon there's not that much school missed uh you're back saturday night uh baseball the the conference away games are are usually over a weekend uh so that once again not too much school missed basketball these guys miss a ton of school now in this day and age a lot of stuff can be done online and virtual but uh you want to talk about school missed as far as student athletes the basketball players take the brunt of that as far as this travel the way the games are and how far they are with this conference and just how the whole deal set up for them 
Yeah, that's right, Troy. And I've been thinking ahead, you know, a couple of years when the conference does change, and I don't know how they're going to schedule basketball, and I don't even know at this point if they know either. But uh, think about it this way. When the conference changes, and there will be 14 schools in the American Athletic Conference, nine of those 14 will be in the central time zone. And there will be four schools in Texas. There will only be five schools in the eastern time zone. And so there are going to be a lot of trips out west, and I'm just guessing here, but I would imagine there are going to be a lot of five-day trips to Texas and to Tulsa and to Wichita uh, coming up for the Pirates in a couple of years. So it's not going to get any easier. Again, there will only be five teams in the eastern time zone. You'll have East Carolina, of course, uh, when Charlotte comes in. You'll have Charlotte, then you'll have Temple, and then you'll have the two Florida schools. You'll have USF and then Florida Atlantic. And those will be the five schools in the East. So, you know, the travel's not going to get any easier. That's why the charter flights, Troy, are so very, very important. It makes, it makes just a world of difference, and the Pirates are doing the best they can. The administration is as far as, you know, looking at the budget and trying to charter, you know, as many flights as they possibly can. Now, a lot of these trips, like this past one, you know, the Pirates went down commercially and then came back on a charter last night. And I think there are going to be some other opportunities to do that this year. But, you know, there are only so many dollars. And as we all know, at East Carolina right now, they're really crunching the numbers. So, you know, you do the best you can. But when you are able to charter, it makes a tremendous amount of difference, and especially the way the airlines are operating now and, uh, and the airports. As I mentioned the other day, it was, it was nine hours getting from Greenville, North Carolina, to New Orleans, Louisiana, because – you had two commercial flights, and you had to connect through Atlanta, and we all know what that's like. So, you know, it just makes a lot of difference when the bus uh, leaves the arena like last night at Tulsa, and you could drive right to the Tulsa airport and pull right out on the tarmac and, and get right on the plane and take right off. You don't have to go through airports. It it makes a heck of a difference. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Jeff, we're just a little bit over a week away to the start of the ECU baseball season. It is upon us, and expectations high this year much like every year with ecu baseball but boy the pirates sold out season tickets for the first time in history of the program and uh folks are, are fired up you know most polls have east carolina ranked high preseason uh, hovering around anywhere from you know uh 12 range to up or down from there so you know this is a program that has had great success in the past the bar is high you, you know, i've heard Cliff Godwin say many times, the players say many times, their goal is to win a national championship. Nobody snickers at that anymore. That's a realistic goal to try and get to Omaha. And I think not just get there, but eventually win it. How close do you think they are this year, Jeff? Well, Troy, I think they're going to be really good. I do I do think that. And, uh, you know, it's like every season when you start, you have to stay away from injuries. You have to keep your pitchers healthy. You have to have a couple of breaks uh, along the way. But, you know, Cliff's done just an outstanding job with this baseball program, and I know people are excited about another year. So, yeah, I think they're going to be good. When you look at all the preseason uh, prognostications, ECU's pretty much in all the polls uh, picked to win the American Athletic Conference this year. I think Tulane is going to be is going to be good this year. I think um, probably USF or UCF will be pretty good this year as well. But, uh, you know, the Pirates kind of have a mark on their back now, a target on their back going into these seasons because they've had such outstanding success. And everybody just now looks at East Carolina as a premier baseball program, which it is. But you still have to go out there 
on the field and perform. But, uh, yeah, I'm just like everybody else, Troy. I'm expecting them to have a, a really good year this year. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, they've got, they've got enough pitching. I think we talk about this each and every year. You know, when you get to a regional, you've got to have, you know, you've really got to have those, those stud pitchers at the top of your rotation. And then even more so when you get to a super regional, uh, when you get to that level of competition, most of the time those schools have like two or three, you know, major league prospects that are really, really good pitchers. We saw that over at Vanderbilt, of course, last year. And uh, it's just difficult when you're going up against that kind of pitching, you know, to be able to scratch enough runs across to win a, a super regional. So let's hope they can do it. I think the talent level is really good. I think Cliff's done a great job recruiting. Uh, I know Pirate fans, as you mentioned, uh, are really fired up about the year. Just a terrific fan base and terrific season ticket sales. And I know the banquet was great, too. I think there were 600 people at the banquet the other night. So, you know, the, the cards are, are all there on the table. And uh, the stage is set here. Let's, let's pull for these guys and hope they can have a great year. Jeff, big Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. I know you spent uh, formerly from from Ohio and uh, spent some time in Cincinnati. Uh, are you are you pulling? I got to imagine you're pulling for the Bengals here uh, with your ties back to uh, that area. No doubt, no doubt about it, Troy. It's kind of fun to have a team to pull for because in most Super Bowls, I don't have a dog in the fight. I just kind of watch the game just to watch the game. But I can remember when the Bengals came to Cincinnati. I was in high school at the time. I think it was a junior in high school when the Bengals came to Cincinnati. And uh, it was a big deal, you know, NFL franchise coming to the state of Ohio and southern Ohio. Of course, the Cleveland Browns had been there for years, but never in Cincy. And I mentioned this with Clip on the show last week. A lot of folks may not realize this, but the very first year of the Cincinnati Bengals, they played at Nippert Stadium on campus where the University of Cincinnati plays. And then, of course, Riverfront Stadium uh, was built, and then they moved into Riverfront. But, uh, yeah, I can remember those days uh, years ago. Uh, they had a quarterback by the name of Greg Cook, who was a hometown guy, University of a Cincinnati quarterback, who ended up being the quarterback uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals early on in, uh, in the history of the franchise. And then, of course, we remember the Boomer Esiason days and, and then, of course, they've had a long run of futility there, and people in Cincinnati, Troy, over the years have really been down on the Brown family. And remember Paul Brown, who is a legend and was a legend, of course, in football coaching. You know, his family then took over running of the franchise, and they took a lot of criticism because they pinched pennies and you know they wouldn't go out and spend as much money and as some of the other franchises did. And, you know, they had a long, long run there of not being very good. So it's, re- it's really good to, to see the Bengals, you know, after all these years, get back to the Super Bowl for the second time. And I've been in contact with Dan Horde, who tells me he's the luckiest man on the planet. He's the voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats. And we know what they did in college football, getting to the Final Four. And yeah, then, of course, uh, he's, the, he's the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's had a big year. Yeah, he's, and he says, I'm the luckiest guy around, you know. I've just kind of fallen into this thing, and now he's going to broadcast the Super Bowl uh, in L.A. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of ties there and really pulling for the Bengals. And I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow is like taking over Cincinnati in the state of Ohio by storm. And, you know, that guy has got charisma. He's a great talent. I, I hope he can stay in Cincinnati and, and have like a Tom Brady run uh, that had uh, Tom in, in New England all those years. 
Jeff, uh, I know you're probably, you know, Sunday maybe be a day of rest for you. I'm sure you're just going to be taking it easy watching the game. If uh, you're having Debbie cook up some Super Bowl food, what's your favorite food uh, to eat on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> oh, I'll just have to ask her what she's got planned. Uh, I'm, I'm not very picky, Troy. Uh, whatever's good for her is good for me. The other story I want to ask you about, Jeff, too, the, you know, major, I know you're a huge Major League Baseball guy and a huge baseball fan. Uh, it's got to worry you that this thing, whether this thing gets worked out or not, as far as this uh, labor, what are they calling this? Is this a labor disagreement? Is it like what they're fighting over money in the contract, the labor contract, I guess. Is, right, they are, like, like always. I mean, how many times have we gone through labor strife in Major League Baseball? It's yeah. Like every three or four years. I, mean, I go back, you know, years and years ago to watching these strikes and it's always, you know, basically the same thing. Um, I, I, I was hoping actually to attend an opening day, you know, like April 1st, uh, either in Cincinnati or, or in Detroit this year. And, you know, it doesn't look, who knows at this point, I don't know if, you know, the season's going to start on time right now. Yeah. Look like it, but being, being through all these things, when you observe them over the years, you know how strikes are. You know, both sides dig in and they say there's no progress and there's no way we're going to get anything worked out. And then miraculously, you know, in the next few hours, the next day or whatever, everything's worked out and they're ready to play. So I, I hope that's the case. Uh, man, there's been just so many strikes and, and uh, work stoppages at Major League Baseball over the years. I think people get tired of it. But, you know, Troy, people want to be entertained. And, you know, you hear every time there's one of these strikes or or one of these labor situations, people say, well, I've had it with baseball, I'm never going back to another game, and then, you know, it wears off after a year or so. People want to be entertained, and they come back, and they go to the games again. So I just hope that they can work it out, um, but, you know, it's kind of like we've seen this movie before. I agree. Uh, you know, I hate to say, oh, it's not going to happen, because, like you said, it could happen any day, and they could get it worked out, but... Uh, it's definitely going to come down to the the final hour. It seems like anyway, we'll find out uh, if they can get it put together and hopefully at least get a full season in. You never know; it could end up being one of those parcel seasons too, one of those kind of weird deals where okay, we're just going to play this many games this year. So we'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens. Jeff, thank you for your time as always. Glad you guys made it back safe. We'll see you uh, around here tomorrow with the sports update, and then uh, of course Saturday in Minji's Coliseum for ECU versus SMU. And uh, look forward to another broadcast. Yeah, I appreciate that very much, Troy. I just urge people to get out. Six o'clock is a little bit of a different starting time for the game on Saturday against SMU. Uh, but if you can, please get out to the game. I mean, we appreciate each and every Pirate fan. And I'll tell you what, Troy, the students have been great. And they sit right behind me where we broadcast from at center court. And usually at halftime, I've got about a five-minute break there when I can get up and walk around a little bit. And I enjoy talking to the students who are right behind us. And uh, they've been so supportive, and I hope they come out again on Saturday because when Menjis has a good crowd, it really makes a big difference, and, and these kids uh, deserve support. They have really hung in there this year, and they're great representatives of ECU, and I hope folks come out and, and really support this team. Uh, the crowd last night at Tulsa, Troy, was the smallest I've ever seen at, at Tulsa. Uh, the crowd we saw at Temple uh, last month was the smallest crowd I've ever seen at Temple. So a lot of these schools are down in attendance. Uh, East Carolina can make a move attendance-wise. Of you know, the last three games, people come out and and uh, and really show up. So certainly hope to see a lot of pirate fans out there. We appreciate each and every one. I'm grateful for their support and 
look forward to seeing him out there at 6 o'clock on Saturday. All right, thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate your time as always, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Great. Thanks a lot, Troy. All right, there he is, the voice of the Pirates, the legend, Jeff Charles. I'm, I'm, I meant to count 30-plus years as voice of the Pirates. What's the exact number, Shirley? 32? He came in 1988. I know. So do the math? I'm not going to do the math. <laughs> you do the math. So Might be 35. I don't know. i got to count it up. I should Saturday will be his 979th game? Yeah, I mean, no one has seen, as I said, no one on the planet has seen more basketball than Jeff Charles for ECU. This guy has seen basically, other than that one where he had to step away for his health situation, um, he has basically seen every home and away basketball game for the last 30 years. And God willing, he'll be back next year for ECU basketball. 34 years. 34. Wow. He'll be back next year for ECU basketball, and he'll be making his way into 1,000. Yeah, so. I'll go ahead and say this. I should say it when Jeff was on on the air. If there's anybody that deserves to be in the ECU Hall of Fame, it is Jeff Charles. Well, I think I have, and a good I know that they be in there one day. Like I, I think they should make it, like be able to put him in while he's still here. Like I don't think why wait for him to not be here anymore. Like he's earned it. Tell me another person that that on the broadcast side, especially. And they've put in donors before. They've put in administrators. Tell me another person that's had a bigger impact on East Carolina athletics to the public that isn't a player than Jeff Charles. I, I don't think there is one. And, and this guy has spent, spanned generations, if you think about it. He was doing this long before... Chandler, you were even born. I mean, he started when my dad was in school. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. I grew up. I mean, I, I grew up listening to Jeff and and looking up to him as a broadcaster because I've always wanted to be a broadcaster ever since uh, a, a young age. And now that I get to come in here every morning or, or, or and see him sometimes in the studio, it's it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and that Jeff wouldn't want me saying that because he's very he doesn't seek the attention. He's not. He's very humble. He'd be embarrassed probably that I'm even bringing it up. But I'm talking. You want to talk about a first ballot Hall of Famer for ECU? It's Jeff Charles. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Do we not agree? Oh, sorry. It is a, a consensus pick. Do we not agree? Um, that Jeff, and as I said, they should go ahead and put him in now. Why wait? Is there a policy that they have? I don't know what done? the policy There's probably some policy. There's a lot of voodoo <laughs> with that whole Hall of Fame stuff anyway. I'm not quite sure what all the rules are. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if they make them up as they go. But I don't know. But if you want to talk about someone deserving, it's Jeff. So I know there's rules like players have to be out, like stop playing for a certain amount. But Jeff's not a player. So so they have to be retired from his job. I I don't know what the rules are with that type, with someone that's not a player. But as I said. I have a good feeling he'll be in the hall one day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you you can put administrators in and you can put um, Donors. donors in, you can definitely put the legendary voice of the pirates someone that has done it longer than anyone else and really better than anyone else jeff charles all right we'll take a break we'll come back thanks to jeff for joining us in hour two coming up in hour three we're preparing for the arrival our big man in studio bryce williams is coming i text bryce earlier today the thing I love about Bryce is he he is always in Bryce mode. 
You know what I mean by that? When I say Bryce is always Bryce. What do you mean? He's Bryce just himself. Some, yeah. So he's he, always himself. He, he talk, never changes. He talks a certain way. And he he texts the same way that he talks. So I was just I, I send him a reminder. We'll see you, you know, today in hour three. And he sent me back. Yes, sir. And yes, I could like, I could visualize him saying that. And he and that's what he sent back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dang. So we'll get a uh, pirate radio outdoor crap segment coming up with Bryce. Also crap. coming up in uh, hour three. Eddie King, longtime pirate radio listeners will remember Eddie King. This guy was a wild man back in the day. Before there was the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu, there was Eddie King. He was our go-to guy for picks. Uh, we've, I have found him again. So we'll have a, like, a little reunion show. It's like been reunion week with me and all my old friends. We'll get Eddie King on in the hour three also when Bryce is here. Don't go anywhere. Got a lot more to do and a lot more to go. PRL rolls on. I'm Troy D. Your captain. Sitting in for Clip Rock. Got in the Sug boat. Sug, Sug. Until it uh, sails again in Minji's Coliseum. Saturday night, 6 o'clock. We'll be back right after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Thanks to uh, Jeff Charles for joining us just a few moments ago. Also, thanks to Jeff Nadeau. Two Jeffs on the show already. And coming up, Bryce, Big Bryce Williams, also Eddie King. I, I was at lunch today over one of my favorite players, Atavola. Those guys do such a great job. We were sitting over uh, on the side where TVs were on. They had the Olympics on all the TVs. I have not, I got to admit, I have watched very little of the Olympics. It just, I don't know, this year I'm just not into it. I don't know about you guys, but I just have not watched much. But I was, they did have it on, so it, was, it, it caught my eye because this sport's a little different. I remember when I first saw this one, I was like, what the hell are these guys doing? And it's like, you know, you've seen the bobsled before. That's kind of cool. That would kind of be fun to do, like to ride in that thing just to see what it's like. But then the luge is the one-man sled. You know, it's like, and you're on your back, and there's nothing protecting you. At least in the bobsled, you can be in that little, you know, there's some protection in that little, what do you call it? Like a, you know, cart that you're in. What would you That's call what it? I was going to call it. A yeah, car. Cart, yeah. I don't know. I, luge, I, I, and I'm luge, sure that's not the terminology. Well, yeah, I'm sure not. The luge, you're just by yourself. Well, one of the weirder sports is the two-man luge. Have you seen this? So they're like in skin-tight suits, like total spandex from head to toe. 
And then the one dude lays down on his back on the, on the sled, let's call it. And then the other dude gets on his back and lays on top of him. So they're they're he's they're back to front or front to back, depending on your perspective. They're laying on top of each other and then they go down. It is just it is totally funny to me to watch these guys. And then I'm like thinking, well, who would you two man luge with, Chandler, if you had a and would you be on the top or would you be on the bottom? See, I have a question. <laughs> these are legit Olympic questions. Um, I, legit I would love to see me and Clip Brock go down. I would love to see it. But I feel like Clip's got to be on the bottom, and then you would be on top of Clip. There's no way you would want Clip on top of you. Am I right? No. Where did this show go? I don't know. Surely I'm talking I don't about know. the Olympics. No, 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 no. Because, all right, so, so far, we've been on the air for an hour and 40 minutes. So far, we have had discussion on anal swabs and now oh. two-man skeleton Hold on. or two-man luge you're taking anal swabs out of context and i'll get back to that in a moment just stick with me i'm, yeah, I'm having I a conversation know, with but what i'm saying we're is, having is an that... a b conversation see your way out of it oh perfectly <laughs> fine <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like so, that <laughs> thank you um so here's the deal i just it was so i it just makes me i was like man this is a weird sport this two-man luge you know but then when I, I think thinking, of luge, I think of like, like I don't, parties. Like I think, no, if I'm doing that, like I want to be the guy. On, I don't want some dude on top of me. I feel like me I... Me either. Yeah. I just, I don't think I could... I, now, I would have to be the guy that's on top. I don't want some guys crushing me, you know? But if you had to do the two-man luge, I think, I'm think i definitely a bobsled guy more than a two-man luge guy. Or a single luge <laughs> two guy. Man, two-man luge. It's a, but it's a legit Olympic sport. <laughs> I mean, uh, somebody, that's my luge part. They spend their whole career trying to be a, uh, gold medals Olympians in the two man luge. I, I don't know. It was just it's a different type of sport. Yeah, it's just not the one I would choose if I was going to be in the you know type of bobsled. I like the bobsled. The luge looks dangerous anyway because if you spill if you if you go too high, there's nothing protecting you on that deal. It literally looks just like a regular sled. You know. Getting back to what Shirley was talking about, if you're just tuning in, we were talking. Jeff Nadeau said he would, has no interest going to China to watch this thing, and he could care less. I saw earlier some of the folks that are going to China and like part of the official U.S. delegation. I think Lindsey Graham maybe was part of this from South Carolina. They are the 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 Chinese government for folks coming into the country are testing folks for COVID. And they, it's my understanding they are doing three tests that are required to enter the country. They do the nasal swab, which a lot of people – have you ever had that before? I have. I, I have. Knock on wood. I've never had it be tested, but I've had some friends that have done that. There's a, there's a saliva test. And then there's a third, a less known test, but does – you know, I, I don't know anyone that's had this test, but evidently this is required by the Chinese. They are doing anal swaps and testing that way. See, that is just – but how about if you what? Didn't, you didn't know this and you're there, but now you're there like you have to, like you don't have a choice. I get once you land, I, this they like do this, and I guess you either head back, you either do it or you head home. So you get a choice of. Well, I don't think there is a choice. I think you have is, to get all three tested. That's what I understand. Come yeah. on, dude, that's ridiculous. I mean, that is, welcome to China. They that's make ridiculous. The rules. I, I, I will never hear welcome to China because I'm never going. <laughs> So I said, man, that's a strict policy to enter the country right there. I think that would be a deal breaker for most people I know. 
It would also shorten the lines at Viden if they started testing that way. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I guarantee. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Rich said earlier online, he said the part of the interview would be a little weird if you were just tuning in when we were talking to Nate, too, about that. He said hashtag swabs. Yeah, if you didn't know what we were talking about in context. It would be weird. Yeah. It would be strange. Shirley, are you still, are you fuming over there? Shirley, uh, she probably wants to take a break. She was on edge earlier today. I knew that was going to put her over the edge. Now she's ignoring me. <laughs> you said you didn't want me part of the show. I, I could gonna... answer every single thing you just mentioned about why they did it and what they did. You didn't want me on the show. Fine. No, no, I didn't want you that other conversation. Now you can come back in. You're saying why they're testing that way? Is that what you're talking about? Go ahead and join us. What? God, do y'all ever read? Because no. in the United States, there have been many, many cities, they tested the sewage. Oh, I know treatment yeah. centers or sewage systems to test for uh the presence of covid through the stuff the anal swab just yes no, through feces. yes that's how they yeah. can tell it because sometimes you can get a negative test and actually still have it but one of the uh other tests is through that particular process i still yeah. find that absurd yeah it, you, you may find it absurd but they have a zero covid situation where they do not want a single covid that's why the 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 ones that have tested positive the the athletes are in such like incredible isolation in china because they don't want it to spread so you get there and they swab you annually but you know what but you you know what not gonna say nothing else because he don't want me part of the show goodbye would you would you if you were an olympic athlete surely slinging the microphone Is that the way you'd want to be tested? I'm just asking. I think it's a little much. I think it's it's a little overboard, quite honestly. So, Chandler, we need to take a break. <laughs> hey, she's getting she's getting fiery. We we've had two days without a workplace incident. We're getting ready to have to change the sign. You know what? Let's make a goal. And I, I don't know. We might have already been past this goal, but let's try to get all the breaks in today. Let's do that. Yes. Let's, well, Shirley, if Shirley no. keeps us on track, we can do this. All right. All right. Starting now. <laughs> my, my executive producer will keep us on track. We can get all the breaks in. All right. We'll be back with more PRL right after this. Love you, Shirley. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right. Thank you to our cruise director, Shirley Rhodes. I'm still not talking to you. uh, Shirley on our Sugboat graphic, if you missed it, online. Uh, Also, Ellerby, Gopher, Brandon Suggs, Isaac. Clip the doctor and me, Captain D, taking over for one day while Clip is gone. 
making sure the sug boat stays think, on course. Look, I think the members that are on the sug boat, I don't think they approve of the <laughs> of the interim captain. Well, they're not. I don't know if they're on the boat. I think there's a few people that are sug boat fans that uh, that don't like it. But hey, they may all have to like it, but they just have to learn to love it. Well, I do know that John Moody is on the boat, and I don't think John Moody is happy. I don't think he's in a good moody. He's not in a good moody. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't think you're a favorite when it comes to interim Hey, selections. that's okay. Sometimes you got to step up, and as I said, this is what leadership is. When the captain is down and out, someone's got to be that captain. And, and it's that you. Ca- that captain is me today. Shirley hit it one time for the Sugboat. Sug, sug. You were not even appointed by anybody. No, this was a uh, kind of a hijacking, if you will. <laughs> yes. yes, you hijacked the Look sugboat. at me! Look at me! I am I'm, your captain now. I am now. the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these things happen. But I will gladly turn things over to Clip when he well, returns, if he returns. At least keep it afloat yes, while he's that's gone. all we're trying to do. That's all we're trying to do. I'll step off and he will take the wheel. Yeah. And you will get off the boat and yeah, join absolutely. me on the dock. Yes, yeah. Okay. This is like a temporary deal. Yeah, so calm down, people. One day contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should thank me for getting the sug boat out of port. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Troy coming up Friday will be one week away from ECU baseball. I know, I'm kind of fired up. Fired up about it. You gonna be out in the jungle for the first I, weekend? I plan to be. Yeah. So that's uh, I always like to be there. Definitely that first game. It looks like, and I was looking at the weather for it. Uh, my forecast has gone just far enough where I can see what the Friday. Now this could change. Good news, high of sixty six. Nice, but currently a forty percent chance of rain. But that's also we're looking at what like eight days out right now, um, if not longer. So that you know that could change, and it depends when that rain is. Yeah. But I, look, I'm just glad it's going to be warm. That Thursday they're showing seventy two degrees and sunny the day before wow well enjoy that because now there will be some cold cold days early in the ecu baseball season there always yeah. is coming up this so. week thursday friday and saturday nothing but sunny skies and highs of 64 66 and 70 degrees so alan get out of cj's seat he's uh, cj works here you go sit somewhere else so he can have a seat back but speaking of guys trying to hijack stuff Got to set him straight. He's too nice to say anything to you. <laughs> All right, uh, Bryce Williams is on the way. Do we have to get another break in, Shirley? I want to. Yeah. I want to make sure we're doing good break management. Shirley, got- yeah, come on, don't be so upset. See that you get? No, I'm not upset. Get, I'm just no, not talking to you now. You're you're so upset. I just, tell you what, you hey you you, you what, if you whatever you want to ask her, you ask me and I'll ask her. <laughs> You'll be the right. Shirley what, translator. Uh, yeah. What What do you need? Shirley, do we need to uh, take a break right now? Shirley, do we need to take a break? Yes. All right. She said yes. Shirley, are you upset? Shirley, are you upset at Troy? No, I'm just not talking to you. He's dead to me now. No, she's just, <laughs> no, she's, you're dead to her. We have gone zero days without a workplace incident. You knew it was going to happen. If you keep it up. Three, three days was too much to work directly with Shirley <laughs> three hours a day. You knew, you knew it was going to happen. We made it We made it further than I thought, though. We did good, Shirley. You keep it up, bud, and it's not going to end well on your last I know. day. I know. Just, just take those meds, Shirley. We'll be good. Just keep it calm. Keep it steady. You might... <laughs> 
you might want to keep it. Hey, you might want to keep it calm before six o'clock, or we'll have to have another interim co-host or right? guest host because you'll be in the hospital. I know there'll be another. There'll be another. There'll have to be another interim captain. You'll be in a full body cast by six o'clock if you keep it up. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams, Big Bryce, joins us in the next hour. Also, Eddie King, the return of Eddie King. We'll get his Super Bowl prediction. We got to hour three coming your way. PRL. PRL rolls on with Captain D right after this. This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for uh, ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Here's Troy. I don't care. Somebody take this show away. (laughs) You're doing so good. You were were having a perfect game. Up until then, we got you all derailed. No, I'm not derailed. I just you I got knew. her derailed. I did. It, I did. I so, haven't done anything. I'm on Shirley's good usually list. Usually, it's the other way around. Usually, you're the one poking and prodding, touching her, doing whatever that gets her upset. What are you talking about? Oh, shall we review last uh, other program? You poked her in the soft spot, made her laugh. Oh, we were talking about tickling. Yeah, you should do that again. Get her in a good mood. No, <laughs> oh, I can feel the heat coming off of her. Jeez, I walked into some. If I do that, she might burst into flames. (laughs) (laughs) Not doing it. All right, welcome back to the show. Troy D here. Um, Big Bryce Williams, my buddy, hanging out. Good to see you, BW. Hey, good to see y'all. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. It feels good to be back in the studio. You know, Wednesday was a, uh, I guess not virtual, but a telecommunicated call. (laughs) You mean last week? Last week. Yeah. So it feels good to be back in yeah, the seat. Feels good. Looking good. Seat. Got the Carhartt gear ready to go. Yeah, just, you never know when you're gonna get dirty. And yeah. I just you dress exactly it. like I thought you would dress. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, what's been going on, man? Not a whole lot. Just trying to get houses sold, and um, that's been the biggest thing. Trying to get my boat motor sold. You know, got. I could probably be part of the other segment, but you know. Yeah. All right. We'll save uh, Bryce Williams Outdoors coming up. Pirate Radio Outdoors in just a little bit. You ready for the Super Bowl? You know, I am. Um, I'll be, let's see, it's on Sunday. It is be, on Sunday. Yeah, you I'll got that right. You know what channel? Mm, no. I'll, I'll, I was going to bet. I was going to say, I, there's no way. I was going to make a wager with you, Chandler. I, I was going to mm, bet you 20 bucks that Bryce Williams had no clue what channel it was on. I'm going to go CBS. And You're survey wrong. says, ah! Dang. You want to try again? NBC. Bingo. Survey says, ding! There we go. Yes. NBC. Yeah, so I'll, I know that much. You know what time the game is? Mm, I'm going to go on a wild hair and say like 8 
830 or 8.30. It's the Super Bowl, man. It's the same time every year. Seven. No, they always start like the festivities right around six. Okay. You know, like the pregame. Kickoff's usually about 6.30. Yeah, yeah. They okay. usually, but you don't want to miss the gotcha. national anthem. I love a flyover. Yeah, the you flyover's going to be fine. If you, get, if you get in front of your TV by 6, you're good to go. Then you can see the important I, stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, they'll start broadcasting probably at noon, if not earlier, Yeah, with the way this thing is nowadays. But uh, 6 o'clock is about yeah. the You want to see the teams, you know, come yeah, on the I'll field. Be, I'll be watching. I think I'm definitely going to be pulling for the Bengals. All right. You know. I think most people are. I'm more looking forward to the halftime show. My man Snoop Dogg. Got some old school folks going in yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a good week for me. NASCAR uh, last week Joe up in uh, LA. Legato or something? No, they had Ice Cube, Cube perform. Oh, you're talking about all these performers. Yeah. About, like, oh, man. Weird. Ice Cube was brought his A game too, man. It was like a flashback right to 1992. Damn. He looked like he ain't missed a beat. And now I'm looking at so you know, that was can, the prime time for you at ECU. Oh, you know it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt Man. about it. Somebody posted a picture of me on the uh, 90s page. I, was, I could see uh, you bumping uh, to some ice cube. On ECU's uh, page. Here, I'm going to show it to you real quick. And it was when I was part of the leadership team with uh, student government. I was like vice president of the student body back then. We were in SGA. Told y'all I went to Texas A&M a couple times. Check out a young Troy D right there. Young Troy D. He with hair. Like he, with like hair. A, yeah. I mean, what a what a hairdo right there. Jeez. He looked like he'd be uh, enforcing some rules or whatever <laughs> <laughs> with that program you were with. Oh, man. Those were some great times. But anyway, what were we talking about? You got me we, all right, we were talking oh. about the NASCAR concert. Oh, yeah. Did you the see Pitbull? Who? Pitbull. Oh, yeah, I did. He uh, kind of opened it. Yeah. Yeah, they had Pitbull. Then they had Ice Cube. I got to tell you, the concerts were better than the racing on last Sunday mm. when they did that in L.A. Now, the picture I see right now of Pitbull, he had facial hair. I don't – I mean, he was kind of like – he's unru- bald, right? He is bald. I did yeah. not recognize him. Yeah. Like a beard, facial hair? Or like, look, he kinda, well, was it a goatee? No, I mean, he's, I got, he's got a good bit of hair huh. up there. Um, But is, who else is with uh, halftime besides – it's Ice Cube and some other people. You talk about for Super Bowl? Yeah, for Super Bowl. For right, Ice Cube's not up there, is he? No, I, I'm sorry. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. You got Dr. Dre. That's it. Oh, Eminem. Yeah. God, that's going to be good. Um, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige yeah. And then Kendrick Lamar, who's more towards our, my my age. I haven't heard Dr. Dre performing like ages. I don't even know if he does perform anymore. I didn't know. Like, this a, that's a big deal. Perform. I know Snoop Dogg still does stuff, but that's going to be... Anyone that was in school in the 90s, that yeah. was huge back then. The Chronic... When that album, I was. You were probably in like grades. You were probably middle school. I was born in 1993. What? Yeah. God, Uh, I just think of you as so mature. I am so much older. You are kind of like an old person in a young person's body. Yeah, I think. But mm, (laughs) don't ask Anna that. (laughs) She won't. She won't agree. She won't agree that I'm an old. Well, in some forms. Yeah, you strike me as an older guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just your ways. Facial hair. Yeah. No, your face looks young. I know. Yeah. You have a baby face and an, an old person yeah. on the inside. Yeah, I'll take that. But like I said, Anna, she she sees the real me. Yeah. When are you getting married, by the way? May 7th. So it's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. It's, it's like soon. Very, yeah, crazy. Wow. I know. What's the Man. plan for... Uh, where, you, have you already like had beach? it? The bachelor party? Oh, yeah. Where are we going? Um, no, I haven't had it yet. I guess I'm doing it in late April. Um, I think I'm just gonna go to uh, Lake, uh, do like a Airbnb, or actually stay in a cool house at Lake Norman. You know, just do that whole deal because I wanted something to where everybody could um, 
We went to the beach. We don't have like the boats we have wouldn't be able to accommodate. So uh-huh. we might do all just do the lake stuff. All right. Yeah. So how, how many people are coming? They're including me. It's eleven. Eleven. Eleven or ten. I, I'd I'd make myself available if, uh, if you'd yeah. like to shoot on down to uh, oh. Lake Norman. <laughs> that that would down. be fun. What's going on at the bachelor party this time? Grilling, drinking, boat, boat riding. riding bars what oh well, we are golfing friday whoever you know my buddy some most of my buddies golfs so we're golfing friday but we don't know where yet um pretty low-key like, i'm not nothing crazy you know yeah. we'll do friday night saturday night come back where's uh where's she having her bachelorette party she's going to savannah savannah, okay. savannah georgia so okay. she's got it's funny with all the things she's buying for her bachelorette party the you know, different outfits. Oh, all the gifts for her uh, for all the bridesmaids and stuff. Bridesmaid stuff, oh, her yeah. outfits, and then all the decorations. Isn't it like matching outfits? Yeah, t-shirts you know? and stuff. Yeah, her, she's yeah. like maid of dis- honor has a different, maybe a different shirt. Yeah, like this. She's like disco theme or something. So she's buying all this stuff, and I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying my you're just getting anything. a case of bush light. Exactly, just bring yeah. the quality beer and meats. And yeah, there you go. Rent a pontoon. <laughs> Um, oh, so who do you like for the Super Bowl? Did you say Cincinnati? Cincinnati, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati? All right. with having obviously uh, Pirate Guy on there and um, Mike Hilton, um, I trained with him, the DB, and well, those are the, my only connections. So, I'm and I'm, do you know any of the guys on uh, on LA? Mm-hmm. I know a handful of them. Um, you know, Higby, the tight end, Rob, pretty much their most of their their left and right tackle. Um, Whitworth, Havenstein, Whitworth, his name. 40 years old. Yeah, Is he is. really? 40 years old. Wow. That's insane. As a lineman. Yeah, as a left tackle. That's a, that's a tough tackle. position to be that. I mean, if you said uh, punter, maybe long snapper <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, long snapper. It can I maybe, guess it could be a quarterback, right? Well, definitely if yeah. you're Tom Brady. Sure. Mm-hmm. Andrew Whitworth is 40 years old. He was born December 12th, 1981. Dude's um, taking a beating. Jeez. And he was actually yeah. selected. Listen to this. He was selected in 2006 by the team he's facing in the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati that's Bengals. Right. Cool. Yeah. Because he's only been with them and LA, and that's it. I yeah. Because I, I knew he was with uh, Cincinnati for a very long time. In fact, he was with them from 2006 to 2016 and then has been with the Rams since 2017. Hmm. Now so, you, uh, you did a short time with the Patriots back when they were mm-hmm. in their prime. Yeah, yeah. Is this time of year ever? You know, oh, man, like, makes you regret. Like, you, do you wish you were still in it, or you kind of? Uh, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if I was still still doing the thing. But I guess there was other plans ahead, and I couldn't. I can't control it. So, I mean, of course, it'd be cool to be in it. But uh, have you thought about part. trying out for the USFL? Because you still I look like you're in thought, good shape. I mean, shape. I think I could. I you're still could, a younger guy. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I could definitely do it. I mean, still strong. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it'd be cool. But now I'm tied down but here. Yeah. If I was a single man or whatever, then for sure. Because I think it would be cool to do that. Yeah. Um, try it out. And, so what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Um, we'll be coming back from skiing on Sunday. So. It's a, you know we're going to Beach Mountain. That's like a four and a half hour drive. Da da da. I don't know. I mean, it, it may be as low key as at my house. Um, just chilling. Jay and Mary, you know, Anna's parents' house. Nothing crazy. No. Nothing too crazy. Are you doing anything elaborate? No, I'm kind of taking it easy this year. Really? No party? No. I don't know. A lot of times, AT's crew will crash my house. We'll probably figure something out. We might do that again. Uh, but no, nothing. I don't have anything 
Uh, the Super Bowl is kind of a, a stay-at-home type of I, mean, I think a lot of people get takeout from places. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's there's some folks. If you don't have a party to go to or whatever, you you, you can go out to one of the yeah. local establishments. I'm sure you know the tiebreakers of the world will, will be yeah. busy. And, oh my you goodness, know, I the Bucks got a big that. you know Super Bowl party going on. But um, they're taking your pre-orders right now, by the way. At tiebreakers, yeah, Jeez. yeah, for wings and different stuff. Wow. Which you probably want to get that in Holy if you're doing cow, that. Yeah, but I'll, I'll probably just chill. Yeah, you know, it's not bad I'm to not, chill. I'm not that into like I don't really like I, I've kind of pulling for the underdog, so I'll go for the the Bengals on this yeah. one but I don't really it's not going to change my life either way no no. I don't have all. a team that I'm really into hopefully it's, it's a good know. game because some Super Bowls I feel like have been pretty lame it's yeah. like I'm not, I now play, if it's anything like the playoffs oh now if it's like it's going to be, be incredible yeah because this has been be this has been the best stretch of playoff games in the history of the NFL yeah I mean it's been unreal so, so I'm hoping so um, we'll see I wouldn't mind hanging out with Doing a little something, maybe. Because yeah. then that way there's food provided. What what type of food do you like for Super Bowl? Shoot, well, my mom makes, you know, the pigs in a blanket are definitely delicious. Oh, man, those are good. Um, I love those things. That and the Velveeta sausage, you know, the dip, the... Yeah. That's me. And then that's, you just I'm take the... Velveeta. Then you take... Uh, I figured you were going to say, oh, the, I love venison burgers. Well, that would be good. Like jalapeno poppers, like, you know, yeah. with uh, the back straps. Um yeah, but pigs in a blanket, man. If you get oh, the right ones that are cooked well done, for sure. First, yeah. here's here's a trick to these. All right, here's here's a pro tip. Because too many people wrap them and then bake them. Mm-hmm. You got to cook the pigs first, right? That's cook them point. first, well done, or or close to well done. Yeah. Then wrap them. Yeah. In the dough, and then bake them. Never th- I've never done that. That's that, that is a pro- that's that the way like I a like good to tip. Do it. I feel like you get the juices flowing more so. That way they're not when the, it's cooked more. They're, yeah, or cooked first and then. Yeah, that way you don't undercook the the pig part. I definitely. Now what hot now what hot dog are you putting in there? The uh, the little ones. Well, I know, but you. I'd always just cut. Oh, hot you hot make your own. Half. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. they make the like little. Oh, you make uh, like the little cock doggies, little little ones. What'd you say? Cock doggies, cocktail dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, no. I, I, yeah, I go hot dog. You go and make hot dog own. and make your own? Oh, for sure. Mom. Oh, no. I always yeah. get the pre cut kind. Oh, or, dude. Or, you, you, throw, you slap a Nathan's hot dog in there and then you know, split the by the croissant dough, roll yeah. it. Oh, and they're bigger. I Damn, mean, you're you, making me hungry right now. You may get, you know, you can get a little one or you can get that. Mm. Yeah, you need to do that. See, I think that would dog. be a great appetizer for at like restaurants. I you never oh, see them anywhere. Sure. Like, you don't see pigs in a blanket at a, re- at Are a you restaurant. You something right now? Well, you might like, be on something. You need. To I know. Like, I'm being serious. Like I, for sure. Like if I was at tiebreakers and you could get a, a appetizer order of like pigs six six pigs in a blanket. Oh, no doubt. It, I'd order that all the damn time because you can't find it anywhere. So good mustard. That's a. I'm not, that's a. And like even like places like Sam's Club, like it's a seasonal item. Yeah. Once in a while they might get it like around the holidays, but you got to buy a box of like seventy of yeah. them. Yeah. And then they have this weird spice on the on yeah. the dough, which I don't like. You know, you really got to make them yourself. I, Oh, but, but sure. restaurants could do it, but no, I, I've never you rarely seen it anyway. Like tiebreakers would be a great spot. AJ McMurphy's would be great. Yeah, you might need to like grim. This is a, I, I, I think this could be a neat menu item for. Oh, for and not, not as a meal, but as an appetizer. Mm-hmm. A kid, even like you know, well, kids menu, but you know, could be part of that. Yeah, but I can't think of one place that serves them. Yeah, I don't know why they you? wouldn't. No, they have corn dogs. They don't have pigs. Yeah, but I'm not a corn dog guy. Really? Are you? 
Mm, Pigs in a blanket is a mini corn dog, basically. No, right? but it's better. Corn dogs yeah. are too bready for some yeah, too reason. Bready. I, I like I, that light, almost yeah. like the croissant material that's around. Yeah, corn dogs are good, but then like for some reason I get sketched out when I bite down and I hit the stick. Yes, and like, I, I don't want the stick in there. Weird. Yeah, it makes my teeth feel weird. So. And then you feel like, did I just get some wood in there? Did, I get a did splinter? it splinter? Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I can't. I am not pro corn dog. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like them, but I'd rather just get a hot dog. Agreed. All right. Um, can can I get on the sports topic right quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Today, uh, Bryce, it came out today that the NFL has invited all the athletes uh, to this year's NFL Combine. Unfortunately, Jaquan McMillan and Tyler Snead will not be going for e- to represent ECU this year. No, I wasn't really expecting Tyler Snead to go. I was expecting Jaquan yeah, McMillan sure. being, being rated one of the top uh, yeah. DBs in the, in the in the in college football. Really, yeah. Um, you were able to go to the Combine, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what, what was that experience like? Um, it was good. When, so, when you say all athletes, you mean because normally they're just like the top three hundred. They did, um, I think, uh, let me see. I think it was like 360 something. Oh, they got a lot. But uh, I go tweeted out today, and he said 324 players were invited. Yeah, yeah. So. That is very surprising that Jaquan McMillan did not. That's odd. But um, when I was able to go, I mean, it was a great time. It was a lot less, it was a lot more fun than. And Senior Bowl was a great time, but that was like training camp. Being under, like, that was just literally for like training camp. But, um, the combine was, you know, was, was awesome. You know, of course, it's neat to see all the big, you know, the I guess the bigger name guys and all that. That was pretty cool. Um, and then, I mean, you get just enormous amount of gear and everything like that. Um, so that was super cool. You go to like the Nike suite and got, I mean, that it was a pretty cool thing. We had to wait forever to go out. So I remember doing that, trying to just, you know, not stay, I guess, calm, but you know, just oh, I'm ready to get this thing going. And we got to bet we waited at least an hour if not a little longer to even go out on the field in the locker room so you're trying to stay warm and things like that but um i really enjoyed it it was cool was yeah. it rich, rich eisen calls it the underwear olympics yeah for real yeah because <laughs> we're in my pants which we won't talk about my 40 because i messed that how up. was your 40 it was i'd rather tell my second combine i did in tampa 40 time because that was a legit you know laser combine there but I won't talk about the one because I did not run a good one. After I looked and saw my stance, I said, what in the heck did I just do? As far as, because, like, I mean, stance and your start is everything. Uh-huh. And I just, unfortunately, did not uh, have the best start. But uh, my pants, my, like, my tights, like, the what the everybody had that issue. Like, the waistband wasn't tight enough. Oh, and literally, man. I, like, as soon as I crossed the finish line, I was like. You're, you're, it's like to, falling like, down? Yeah, like, started yeah. falling down my butt. And one guy, I think, got exposed. So, oh, man. Um it was just like that gum, but it was it was yeah. fun. I know what you mean. I've had that happen to me in the gym before, pushing the sled. Yeah, and like my the tights like underneath my shorts. Yeah, like I feel like they're not tight enough it's sometimes. Uncomfortable. Yeah, and then I'm like, mm. yeah. so like, yeah, it's stop. a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah, um, like, yeah, yeah. It was it was neat to be out there and they swagged you out different. too, right? They gave oh you a lot yeah, of, I mean you get yeah. it's. I mean I got an Under Armour like two Under Armour bags like this big. Do you wear any of the stuff now? You know, not really. I wish I have some of the stuff. It's actually really cool gear, but it's got like, you know, the, the your, date your or... position, your position, um, 
like TE and like, like your, your, your position your, initials. Your, yeah, the position yeah. initials and the number. It's like I don't care to be We're, ripping that. Like I'd rather just have the clothes, right? Um, to wear. I mean, I've, I wear some of the stuff, but it's mostly at the house and got some cool shoes. Like because everything's got like BWTE. Yeah, you know, like a number on it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I don't want that. I mean, there's some cool like quarters. Ten eighty six. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so honestly, I don't even wear it. Any, you know, wear it. Just yeah. I'm gonna take a look. I might, sure. I might wear some of it for you. Yeah, yeah. By all means, have the NFL logo on it. Uh, yeah, like the combine thing. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's, I'll put it with my collection. I think I've got some gear from Tony Collins. I rep every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'll Patriots. See. It's in Winston, but I mean, it was. Cool. I can put on a Tony's hat. I can put on your shirt. Yeah, and head over to the Super Bowl. That's I right. like I'm NFL alumni. That's right. But it, it was cool. I mean, you, you get a lot of stuff, and um, it was definitely a cool experience, especially to be a, you know part of both of them. So. Who was some uh, notable noticeable. Uh, athletes in that combine that was drafted the same you year. had um you had derrick henry oh wow um you know you had um hunter renfro no what is um he was the tight end from arkansas hunter henry um you know he was definitely like second round second round we had um i think a lineman from Ole Miss, Lar- Laramie Tunsil, I think. Oh, he got into some trouble yeah, right he before got, the draft. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Um, goodness, I'm trying to remember. But, um, there was quite a few guys yeah. out there. Um, so, I was, you know, it was cool to you know, see, the, see those guys and, um, you know, like I said, experience that whole thing. You bet in the uh, Super Bowl at all? No, I'm a tight wad. Oh, run. Tie I haven't even looked. You know, I usually I check out all the prop bets and see. Like, and I'll, I'll usually bet a friend some of the prop bets. Like, I like to do like bet the coin toss because look, let's be honest. Out of all the bets, that's the best. That's one. your it's your best odds. Yeah. If you get fifty fifty, that's incredible odds. Oh, for sure. Yeah. How much you putting out on a coin toss though? We usually, we'll do like you know ten or twenty bucks on every you know choose a number of prop bets and they'll go. Yeah. You know, we probably end up. Half the time, though, I end up winning. He quit betting me because, like, I was winning. On, like, we then we bet stuff like first commercial, like stuff that's not even on the it's Vegas crazy. board. It's like, crazy. And what I would say is first commercial, um, beverage or non-beverage. Mm. So the very and now the first commercial for me is that runs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they kick the ball off, they have a series or whatever, and then they go to break. That very first spot is the first ad in the Super Bowl. Do you think it will be a beverage spot? Which could be like a Pepsi or Budweiser, Budweiser or a non-beverage spot. That's a good prop bet right there. That's not even a prop bet. I just came up with that on my own. That and the one that really interests me is the like, what color is the Gatorade going to be when they dump it on the coach at yeah. the end of the game? Mm. That's always a tough. That's one. a good one because it never matches up like you think it would. I mean, the only colors. Well, mm. now there's like you can five go orange, color, red. Lot. There's a cr- blue, yellow. blue. Yeah, there's clear if it's water. Like you know, yeah. could be water. May not even be Gatorade. The, do you think it's a requirement to if you're going to do the cooler dump is you know Gatorade? Do you think it's or do you think it make a difference? You know, it's like oh Gatorade means more, or do you think water means more? Well, I think it's what color is the fluid that they throw on them. Yeah, you know, you can bet that. I don't know. I, so I like the you know the weird stuff like that. That would be actually. I think those would be fun bets. Yeah. You know, I think everybody's got. Well, I guess betting everybody's got equal chances but i'd probably bet on that stuff than the, like to me yeah it's more fun than the game itself there's not that many choices you know you tell me uh, what do you think the score is going to be right over on you know, i don't do good when i got a lot of score. options yeah 
you know. I, we know that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Bryce would be a nightmare. In I days. need my fifty-fifty bets. <laughs> you would do good on like roulette if you just stuck to black or red. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, if you start looking at the numbers, can you imagine oh Bryce on the roulette God. table? Bryce, pick uh, four numbers. Uh, yeah. One through, uh, one through, one through it would have like spun twice already around. And he's yeah. still trying. He's like disabled almost. Oh like, yeah. Frozen trying to see what numbers <laughs> to place the chips on. Most definitely. Yeah. You just got to stick to like one color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red. Yeah. Yeah. And just do that every time. Just stick red, to red every red. time. I got a friend. That's all they'll do. They'll just stick to that one time, and they'll bet all their money. And every time it wins, they'll take the money off, put it in their pocket, and just keep betting red the whole time and go until their money runs out. And then whatever they have in their pocket, they take and they leave. Uh-huh. It's kind so of a good theory. Yeah, they're probably pretty smart. They're not just going all in. Right. That way you at least leave with something. And you might leave with more than you had, and you've probably right. had some drinks while you were there. For sure. If you can so. leave, I guess, even breaking even, I guess you're not oh, yeah. going right. too bad. Uh, especially at a place like Vegas. Mm. So, What's that? We need to take a break? Huh? You're wanting somebody to tell you when to take a break. Yes. And I'm telling you to take a okay, break. Okay, let's take a break. Shirley, are you doing better? I relayed the message because remember, oh, okay. there's a bridge here. She's still salty. <laughs> but sometimes that's going to happen on the Sug boat. <laughs> this is your first day on it. How do you when, know? When you're the cruise director. <laughs> this is your first and last day on the Sug boat. The Can't sun. spell salty or surly without an S. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more PRL. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. Um, Eddie King. This is going to be a real treat for you. Eddie King? The longtime Pirate Radio listeners will remember Eddie King. Before we had anyone else, before gambling was legal, we had Eddie King. I know I know a lot of longtime listeners will remember this guy. Originally, he used to live in Costa Rica when we were going to him. And uh, he was working with a company like called like BetUS back then. Back when, as I said, it wasn't even like legal to do sports betting. Now all the, oh, the games changed. They used to come out with like a magazine? Yes. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Eddie King was one of the original cowboys when it comes to sports gambling huh. out there publicly. We'll reunite with him. We'll get his Super Bowl pick when we return right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for the Pirate Nation and student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back in to Hour 3 here of PRL. Bryce Williams alongside legendary pirate. Former NFLer. Good to see you, Big B. Yes, sir. Good to see y'all. Uh, let's go to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to a guy. I literally haven't talked to this guy in like years. I know he's been on, maybe it was like, I got it, might be 10 years since the last time we've had him on. But we started with him about 20 years ago 
when we started Pirate Radio, he was ahead of his time. He was our sports betting guru at the time with a company called like BetUS. And he is uh, Eddie King joining us now live from Parts Unknown. Eddie, welcome back to Pirate Radio, my friend. Oh, man, Troy D., it's, uh, it's great to be here. But I, I will correct you, though. Um, we had started back, and I think it was 2001, I was at Bet on Sports. That, that's right, I, Bet on Sports, yeah. And I was on last year as well, if you remember correctly. I had the uh, the Buccaneers, the under, the over Kelsey package yep. where I had last year. But, man, it's great It's great to be back. I can't believe it's been this long, and we're still here. I know. So uh, you still do the uh, sports gambling, sports betting thing on a regular basis, I assume, and still kind of keep that as your uh, pastime, if not full-time job. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's a pastime job. I do keep it up with uh, some old friends like yourself and, and some other places. But, yeah, it's uh, that's like another life ago. You know, I'm still here. We're not in handcuffs. so we're- <laughs> that, was back, that was back in your Costa Rica days. I mean, I think we were talking to you from Costa Rica back then. You were. You were. And I, I actually remember those days well. That's probably why you gave me the workplace incident <laughs> warning before we got on the air. I said, Eddie, it's only been uh, 15 years since we've had an incident, but no cussing this time. But uh, those were a little looser times, a little wilder times. We were all younger back then, Eddie. So we've all grown up and matured so well, right? We have. And, you know, if you think back to that time, and uh, we don't want to bore everybody, but. The reality is you remember how how much of an outlier gambling on sports was, you know, and now look at it. Look how much it's it's blown up, and it's amazing. And, uh, you know, people finally came around to realize that you can't stop uh, what people want to do. Eddie, as you know, back then the federal government went after these offshore betting sites like BetUS and the ones you were involved in uh, and shut down even though they were located the servers were not in the country, but because they had U.S. customers, somehow they got them shut down, went after those sites. But now times have changed, and all the sports gambling has been legalized in so many places throughout the country, and the feds no longer go after it, and uh, it's really become mainstream. Well, it has, and I think they finally realized that uh, there's a lot of tax dollars. <laughs> there's a lot of tax money in there, and uh, you know that's why, obviously, we lived in costa rica at the time and i knew a lot of people that said hey we live in costa rica no one's coming but sure enough they had they, there were some people that got some knocks on their doors yeah no doubt about it well uh let's talk about the super bowl eddie who are you playing as far as the over under what do you like who do you like to win outright who do you think will cover what when you make a wager on this game and putting your money where your mouth is where are you putting it you know i i actually I've already put my bet in. I could say that now because it's legal in a lot of places. And since I'm from parts unknown, um, I already bet the Bengals at plus four and a half. I know the line's gone down to four. um, But I had a little bit of a problem today, Troy. You know, my son who lives in Charlotte said he he has a a bet Rams money line on a future bet. So I'm kind of torn. But, you know, I told him I'd have to pay him back whatever he bet. Not the winning part, but whatever he bet. But I, I like the Bengals. Plus the points, and I actually, you know, I like the under. All right, what is the over-under currently at? You know, it opened at 49.5, now it's at 48.5. You know, I think a lot of people are 
maybe thinking that this could be a high-scoring game. It could be. It could very well be. I mean, last year you had the Buccaneers in Kansas City. That game went under. Everybody thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. Super Bowl is a whole different animal. You know, you have nerves involved. Uh, you know, people are just – it's a very tough situation, and I think the under is going to happen. I like the Bengals not only to cover the game, but I like them to win outright. Eddie, I'm with you 100%. I feel the same way. I, I think the, the Bengals uh, is the team, and I think they're going to pull the upset, and I think they win it outright. And I think uh, folks that play the money line will be rewarded for that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, people are forgetting. The Rams against the spread are, you know, they're only they're two and three on the, in the last five games, but the Bengals, on the other hand, are six and one over their last seven games. And that was only because in week 18, they sat all their players. That's the only time they've lost. I think the Bengals are on a run. You know, it's, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. This is the one game a year where you get all the crazy, you know, prop bets for folks. If you, if you don't want to just bet on the team, you can bet on all types of other stuff. How long is the national anthem going to be? The over under on that? You know, there's so many different aspects to this way you, you could wager and have fun with it if you want to. Do you get into any of the prop bets, Eddie King? And if so, which ones? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, there, there are some good ones out there. And you're right. There really are some crazy, crazy ones. I mean, you know, some of the regular ones that you might have are how many receiving yards will Jamar Chase have? Over under 82 and a half. Or how many receiving yards will Cooper Cup have? Over and under 106 and a half. Now, that's an interesting bet, especially if uh, Tyler Higby can't play on Sunday. Cooper Cup, I would say that's a good over bet. Uh, how many rushing yards will Matthew Stafford have? Over under five and a half. I think his wife Kelly may have more rushing yards wow. um, by, the time, by the time the game's over. Um, and I, I threw that in just for fun. I like that, yeah. There are a couple of crazy bets, okay? Who will the Super Bowl 56 MVP mention first in his speech? Teammates are minus 125. God is plus 225. Yeah. Um, I'm always you know, going with God on that one. You know, I, I would have to take God on that one or – what's going to happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? Now, that's will an interesting. Go, will it go down? Interesting play right there. So you could not, not that you bet Bitcoin itself, but you bet on whether up or down on Bitcoin. Right. Going up is the favorite. You're betting $125 to win 100 so how, down. You're betting 105 to win 100 Eddie, so they basically take the Bitcoin price at kickoff, and then as soon as the game's over, what the price is and whether it's up or down from there? Correct. Oh, that's that's a unique bet. Yeah, you know, that that's a good bet. Also, you know, uh, there's a Super Bowl 56 doink prop. Will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? Hmm. What's that payoff? It's plus three twenty if it's yes. So you're betting a hundred to win three twenty. Yeah, and it's minus four seventy five if you bet no, which I think is that's a crazy bet. You're betting four hundred seventy five dollars to win a hundred. Yeah, I like the other one. So all it's got to do is hit an upright some point in the game. That's right. Or yeah, cross bar. A cross bar. Right, right, right. Or an extra point. Right. I think if I was in Vegas, I think I'd waste a hundred dollars on that because it's such a big payoff, and it happens. It seems like it's been happening quite a bit. Well, Vegas loves guys like you. <laughs> mm. 
That's, yeah, they don't build those buildings on uh, on people that aren't like me. <laughs> you have then you have another one. You know the Super Bowl Fifty Six sack versus the touchdown prop. This bet I actually like, even though it's a little high on on the value is not that great. But what will happen first in the game? A sack, which you're betting one hundred and thirty five to win a hundred, or a touchdown. You bet 100 to win 105. Hmm. Personally, I think a sack happens first. Do you? What, uh, Bryce Williams, what do you think? Sack or touchdown mm-hmm. first to happen in the game? I think I'm with Eddie. I'm thinking a sack's going to happen first. Really? I'm gonna, yeah. I think I'd play touchdown. Hmm. All right. Well, I hope you're recording this so if, we can go back and listen to this. If I was in Vegas, I think I'd waste 100 on the touchdown play. And, and what does it pay off again for the touchdown? Uh, $105. You're betting $100. Oh. 105. Okay, so it's not that much juice, but yeah. That's why the, that's why the bathrooms in the Vegas have gold toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Plus them But that is one of the bets that you can – it's going to be one or the other. It's, it's, I don't want to say 50-50 like the coin toss is, but it's one of those things is going to happen, one isn't. It's not like a like the Gatorade color where it could be one of ten choices, you know. Right, right. Or how many times will the measurement chains – be used hmm. over under one and a half hmm. i'd go over on that of course you would <laughs> i think they want to be careful on this game it's a it's a big game <laughs> a lot of eyes a lot of people watching this game so i think they'll measure more than one and a half times yeah you know will it will a uh, replay be overturned uh, you know that's another one actually will any touchdown be overturned by a replay um what do you say on that eddie you know Will any TV be overturned by a replay? I would say no, and the no is the favorite. You're betting 275 to win 100. Yeah, I say no on that because I think they're going to try and have their best officials on it, and these guys don't want to make a mistake. So I don't think replay will be as important in this game. Well, I, I have to say, you know, Troy, you just uh, you, that's a great statement because I don't think best and officials belong <laughs> in the same set the NFL this year. Yeah, so that that is uh, even the best officials will probably screw it up. So maybe we should go yes on that one. Well, yeah, and here here are two other ones, and I think that you're like Super Bowl Fifty Six player passing attempts. How many players will have a passing attempt over or under two and a half players? So you're betting either each quarterback does or someone other than each quarterback gets it, basically. Because you, if it's two, it's each quarterback. If it's three, then someone is going to throw the ball other than the quarterback on one of these teams. That's a good one. What do you think, right. Bryce? Uh, I'm thinking so between what Cooper Cup's throwing the ball some, right? And Odell <clears throat> Beckham's, I think I've seen throwing I the ball. I might take the over yep. on that, Eddie. I, I, I personally like the over because keep in mind, what happens, God forbid, one of these quarterbacks get hurt? Yeah, then that's a third. You're right. A backup quarterback counts as a third. Yeah. Right, and that's over-under. Uh, that's uh, plus 115, so you're betting 100 to win $115 on the over. Now, that's one that I would take. Yeah, I like that one. It's a good play. You know, Here's another good one for people that like to watch the game. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown on the broadcast? <laughs> And that's there one and a half. What do they consider the broadcast? I always wonder about that. Is that from like kickoff? Is that when they consider the start of the broadcast? Are they considering pregame? What about postgame? You know, the end. 
kickoff to the end of the game. It's over under one and a half. I would take the over on that because, you know, they got to show Roger quite a few times. Yeah, I'd go over on that too. I don't know if he makes them do it, but I think they he he loves to have his ego hmm. like groomed by these networks, and they yeah Bryce uh, Bryce is humming in the background. He must know. Yeah, what, what do you think? Oh yeah, I'm going with the over too. Yeah, the whole ego thing and just it being the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm sure he wants his face out there. Yeah, and with the lawsuits going on right now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So the lawsuits could be a whole other prop bet. Will they move forward? Who will, will the NFL settle? Will they lose? Will they win? <laughs> will, will Brian Flores ever coach in the NFL again? Oh goodness, yeah. I think you know. I think it's. Po- I think it depends where this lawsuit goes. I don't think it's. Yeah. It's definite that he won't. I think time has a way of healing a lot of wounds, and I, you know, I I think he could coach again. I, no, I agree with you. Listen. I think he will coach again. If Joe Judge can get a job again with the Patriots after the disaster he was with the Giants, then I believe anybody can get a job. But how about this one? The first commercial prop of the Super Bowl. What commercial is going to play first? Rakuten or Rakuten, however you say it, or WeatherTech? Which one of those companies will be the first? You know, not the first commercial, but which one of them will come first? Oh, as far as which which gets played, both of them are Super Bowl sponsors, and whose commercial will play first? Right, that's an interesting one. I'll go WeatherTech or Booking Booking dot com or Expedia. Hmm, I'm going to go Expedia on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. What, what about how many commercials will have a dog in them? Oh Over- god. Over or under six and a half. Wow. Okay. I'm going to take the under on that. I think that's too many commercials with the dog. The, uh, I'd say so, five. Yeah, you know, how many dancers, uh, you know, uh, halftime dancer props, uh, you know, song props. I mean, you know, will the halftime show, here's a good one. Will the halftime show have a wardrobe malfunction? Hmm. Hope so. <laughs> well, if you. If, <laughs> If you hope so, you're betting a hundred to win a thousand. Wow, Dang. that's a big payday right there. I doubt it because they've got what Snoop Dogg, uh, Eminem playing, uh, Dr. Dre. I, those guys aren't going to have wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> so, and I, I just I think those days are probably over for the NFL. They'll probably be a little more careful on that and if there is one i bet they will run this thing with a delay so you never see it on tv and it's probably got to get on tv to be considered a wardrobe malfunction for the bet well you know that that's why you know you guys now have the delay at 1250 pirate radio is thanks to eddie king and his couple of slip-ups back in the day <laughs> yeah well um, i think you had enjoyed some yeah. of the uh beverages down at costa rica at the time and that was back when we were only one station, Eddie. Now we're uh, 2 FM, 2 AM. We're worldwide on uh, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, the uh, TuneIn app, and also our website. So, you know, you're all over the place now worldwide. So be careful what you say. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, imagine if I had those slip-ups now. I mean, hmm. it would have easily gone viral. I think you could have been, like, to the moon with this show. Yeah, could have turned you into a TikTok video. <laughs> Thank God, I, you know. <laughs> All right, so what? Uh, those are a lot of interesting prop bets. Yeah, that was, I, I like those. Yeah, uh, you've definitely got my interest. I'm going to have to. It's so much easier, you know. Sometimes I do wish, like the one thing about Vegas, Eddie, it is easy just to go up to the window at the sports book and place a bet. Although I guess a lot of people would say, hey, it's just as easy to get online and do it on your computer. You know? 
you know, there's a different, you know, I'm sure you've been to Vegas. There's, there's a whole different atmosphere, though, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the, the, the betting on the apps and, you know, here and there. But it's, you know, something about being in Vegas and, you know, being in the thick of it and, and the atmosphere and the noise and the excitement and everything else, you know, as opposed to, you know, you sit, you sit at home and, just, and you bet like that, it just feels so vanilla. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's just like a transaction. Yeah, at, at Vegas, you get all the excitement, the screaming, the yelling. You know, you're sitting at home in your in your boxer shorts, you're just yelling at your TV. I mean, yeah, that's great. My TV doesn't listen, but um, there's just something about being in Vegas. I mean, Vegas is never going to go away. No yeah, matter what happens. it also feels to me, it feels real. You take real cash to the window, you place the wager, you get a ticket, and that ticket could either be worth a lot or wor- or worthless. And it means something, you know. I, I like the transaction part of it, you know. And then you hold on to it, and you, you collect all these tickets, and you're checking them. And it, it to me, I, maybe I'm old school, maybe I'm the dinosaur, but that's the way I like to do it. No, I I, I agree with you as well. I have a good friend of mine in Arizona that bets on DraftKings. Um, no, no plug there, but he bets he bets with them, and it's just it's just so plain, you know. You put a bet in, they send you a little thing back, and it's computer screen i like the old days you go to vegas you got a handful of tickets you're a loser you throw them up in the air and you start laughing yeah and they give you drink tickets for each a certain number of bets and you can redeem those for free drinks which was always fun right and plus you can go play a little blackjack yeah. in the break or so yeah you know you can always go do something and get some you know free drinks but i don't know i'm i'm with you on that one troy dick you got me wanting to go back to vegas eddie mm. We should, we should do a reunion trip together. That would be some good content right there. I'm in. I'm in. Eddie, it is great catching up with you, my friend. Uh, I've missed your voice. You, you were a longtime contributor here to uh, Pirate Radio, so we'll have to get you back in the uh, circle here. You got it, man. Hey, listen, it was a pleasure, and uh, thanks for having me on. Bryce, nice meeting you, and I hope you all stay safe and healthy during the apocalypse. And uh, who day? Who day? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, stay safe, Eddie. Thanks so much, man. You got to take care of yourself. All right, Eddie okay. King, our buddy, the sports gambling guru. So, there, hey, Chandler, a little uh, Eddie King kind of going opposite of we got Eddie King versus Jeff Nadu because Nadu said he liked the uh, the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. Eddie he King's, he's, been, he's been big on the Rams basically all year long. Yeah, kind of like our very own Clip Brock. He's well, I say he's been on the Rams, which he has been on the Rams. He he had him as a future. A couple of months ago, a month and a half ago, but he's always been a big Matt Stafford fan. He really wanted him in Washington. Um, but uh, yeah, so kind of two sports hey, betters. We'll see. Going head one's going to head. gonna be right, one's going to be wrong. We'll find out Sunday. Some in, uh, some interesting prop bets too. There, uh, like absolutely. how many how many players will how many different quarter couple, or people on the field throw a pass? Yeah, a couple new ones I hadn't heard of before. Good stuff by Eddie. All right, let's take our, a break. We got to come back. We got to get Pirate Radio Outdoors with Big Bryce Williams. Booty, 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 AOL. You've been busy. Booty, 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 AOL. Out there. Before we do that, that music can only mean one thing. What's that one thing? The booty bag that you almost forgot. 317-1250. 317-1250. We'll open up the phone lines. What do you want? Color 12? What do you want, Charlie? Caller 10. Caller 10. No, we'll go with Caller 10. What do we got in the booty bag, Cheryl? 
Lunch for two at tiebreakers. All right. Caller 10 going to win right now. 317-1250. We'll get our winner. And we'll get our Pirate Radio Outdoors report with Bryce Williams right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market. It was a good day. The Dow was up 305 points and 35,768. The NASDAQ was up 295 points at 14,490, and the S&P was ahead 65 points and finished out the day at 4,587. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Josh Thomas of Greenville who picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And speaking of Josh, he is a card-carrying member of the Sugboat, and he wanted me to relay a uh, message to you, Troy, which I was more than happy to uh, impart and that is, under no circumstances are you ever the captain of the Sugboat. That's fine. And under no circumstances is he ever a winner on Pirate Radio. So there. So, I guess uh, he thinks he can dictate policy, so can I. <laughs> so, sorry, Josh. I'll get off the Sugboat and I'll take your tiebreakers and go use it for lunch tomorrow. Well, taste your own medicine there, Josh. You don't dictate policy around here. Nice try. Because there can only be one captain today. He is a member on the Sugboat. <laughs> As we brought the Sugboat back. Toot, toot. Oh. Sug, sug. Turn the reins back over to Clip tomorrow. God willing. All right. Let's go outdoors. Yeah, let's go outdoors. Hit it. Uh, already. Dang. Dang. Sure enough. I saw. I joked earlier. I said I love the way you text because you text like you talk. I was reminding you to come in oh, today, yeah. and you're like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> it's like God, I'm about to drop my phone. Bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Been, so what what happened this week? Were you outside? We've been out there. We uh, went fishing on. You know, we talked to me Wednesday on you know live action on Wednesday and fishing there. That we got that covered. That wasn't all that. But Sunday went back out with another buddy, sort of same area, trying to figure them out. Were you inshore? We we're inshore. Yeah, yeah. we we're in the Panama Coast. Okay. So. Um, fishing like i said for that elusive speckled trout Mm -hmm. uh this time of year you know normally you think they're in deeper water because sun warms up the muddy bottom and they're down there a little deeper and uh so we were fishing deep holes and here and there and we're like what in the world we can't catch anything well you know we're just gonna go up on this flat um sun's peaking up water's a little more shallow and sure enough, we got we got on fire. We were on fire with them for about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, was able to catch some good trout. My uh, my two buddies that are on the boat, they, they did catch really good trout, like a 25, some 22-inch trout. Unfortunately, I was just shy of that because t- it did tell clip to 20. When you get a trout 20 inches or bigger, I mean, it's 
pretty good deal. It means, you know. You didn't get skunked? Did I didn't get skunked by okay. no means. But I did catch oh. several trout, good size, like 18, 19, 17s. Um, but that was about for about, about an hour. They were on fire just going back and forth across the bank. But after that, it kind of slowed down. But it was a good day on the water. still cold. I'll be ready to get a little more warmer temperatures. Um, you know what's amazing to me? I was thinking about this listening to you. If you're a hunter or a fish, an outdoorsman, Living in Eastern North Carolina, oh, it's like you get to, you can hunt turkey, mm. you can duck hunt, you can the fish. deer, you can go fishing inshore, you can deep sea fish. I mean, you've got every, oh. just about every type of outdoor hunting and fishing experience you can have just in oh. Eastern North Carolina. Oh, by all means, this is like God's land. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah. oh, it really is. I used to be uh, because there's a lot of other parts of the country you may only be able to do one of those things. Right? Yeah, you I mean, know? for sure. You know, back home in Winston, you know, the central part of the state, you know, we have the lakes. And uh, my buddy jokes with me, my buddy Hudson. He um, back before he he said he was at the beach a little while before me. Before I moved, you know, moved here, um, I was like, Nah, man, I like fishing in the lake. You know, bass fishing, catfish, and all that. And now, I mean, I, I kind of jokingly stick my nose up to fishing in the lake now because I mean, it's fishing, beneath you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, fishing Come out on. fishing here is unreal. All right, we're out of time. Right. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, thank you for being here, Bryce yeah, Williams. Uh, thanks to Eddie King who was also here earlier. Uh, thanks to Jeff Charles, who was a part of the program today. Thank you, Jeff Nadeau. Uh, man, and thank you for listening or watching. It's been a lot of fun hosting these last three days. Clip should return tomorrow. And uh, look for I'll probably see him again tomorrow in hour three as we return with uh, Touchdown Tony Collins. Shirley, thanks to you. We'll hug it out later. You're great as always. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you a, uh, some pretzels and we'll, we'll make up. Chandler, thanks for your support and assistance. CJ, appreciate what you do for the entire crew here. Until we greet you next time with another episode of PRL, I'm Troy Dave. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.